Welcome to Sell Me On It, a show about convincing friends to try things. I'm your host, Tim Pruitt. With me tonight, I have my good friends, Adam Hill. Man, you always get me on that intro. <laughs> what I do. Love it. Keep the Blackie energy. bag of hammers. There we go. And Tony West. What's up, buddy? What's up, bud? What's up, fellas? We all been into this week. Don't answer that yet because that's our first segment. <laughs> <laughs> all right. First up, Tony, man, what you been into this week, buddy? Uh, I'm sad to report it's uh, been like every other week. I'm mostly just working, man. I uh, I did finally watch Mortal Kombat. Oh, nice. Um, I'm not gonna sell you guys on it because uh, it's not that great. So, told you. So I've heard. I've heard it was uh, just uh, the action's okay, pretty good, and everything else is not good at all. I didn't hate it. Um, I, I, like, I get what they were trying to do, but, dude, they, it had so much potential to be good, and they just dropped the ball, so. Okay. Do you think they could correct it with the sequel, maybe? They I think so. On? I yeah. think so. I think if they, uh, if they listen to the feedback and they make changes and make it closer to the game stories, I think they could do it. Dude, the game stories are on point. They're actually, like, really interesting. Really? Dude, they, so, yeah. Well, there was a lot of problems. Like they made Liu Kang like really weak and like just not a, what I expect Liu Kang to be. So yeah. uh, is he stronger than Luke Cage? Nobody's stronger than Luke Cage, man. It's Luke I Cage. Don't know what, I don't know who that is. You don't, really. you don't even you don't even know who Luke Cage is, dude. All I know is Bunker. I've been a ride main Bunker. Try to, come, try to come out with your comic trickery. You don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> he knows the name. That's it. Yeah. I was That's always awesome. a Sub Zero fan from the first movie, basically, I guess. But I was always a—I've always been a riding main. Oh, what? Yeah, I mean, I, riding, some riding. of the characters That's were like riding, raiding, raiding, riding. There's also a shoot 'em up game, ride riding, double dragon, ride riding. There's a shoot 'em up game called riding or raiding. So yeah, risen, risen, uh, old shoot 'em up. Yep. H to the Izzo. No, Jay-Z will not get noticed on this podcast. He's a bad rapper. Okay. So, yeah, cool. Yep, that's, well, that's about it for me, man. Right on, man. I'm definitely going to watch it at some point. Next time I get an HBO trial. Yeah, I, 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 would say, I would say watch it. Just keep your expectations pretty low. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't have any. I, I won't even watch the original beforehand because I don't I want like we to shouldn't watch it be then. a decent one. But it's, it's, it's more a one-time time watcher. Better than Dragon Ball Z movie. Oh right? yeah, 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 okay. yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, well, it's better sure. than like Annihilation. Absolutely. Okay, okay. I wouldn't say it's. I, I don't know, man. The original to me, I grew up with that, so I'm still a huge fan of it, even though it had its problems. So I, I can't say it's better than that one, but it's definitely better than Annihilation. So. Right. Definitely. How is it compared to the Street Fighter movie? Uh, <laughs> uh, Street Fighter, like. With the Rob old Julius, good street greatest yes, performance that, ever, yes, yes. and uh, Jean Claude Van Damme playing Dude, the American exactly. hero with that, that Belgian is, accent. Exactly, exactly. How can you not that love that movie? So good, dude. I love that movie. It is so good. There, but there's yeah, some movies also, that there's some movies like that from our childhood that are just so bad that you don't realize how bad they are. But to me, they're still good. Oh yeah, Employee of the Month. <laughs> that was Dane more teenagehood. Dane Cook. <laughs> Dane Cook. 
<laughs> Super five. What? That is also someone who will get no recognition on this podcast. Dane Cook, you're dead to me. I you know what up. you did. I'm trying to figure out like, what happened to him. Where are you, you go? Cla- are you claiming to be a Dane Cook fan? I don't know what Superfly is, dude. I don't know what it is, man. It's a little I know what it is. It's a thing, thing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Two in the pink, one in the stink. That's inappropriate. See, I, inappropriate, I, but that's what it is. I called you out on your... So you had me with that comic trickery so that I, I quizzed you on Dane Cook and you failed, man. No, I'm just saying we're talking <laughs> about bad movies or that was so bad or something or I don't know anymore. I don't remember employee of the month at all. The gigs. I remember up. waiting. I liked waiting. All right, at the river the color of lead. Wait, was he in waiting? Yeah, nah. he was one of the line cooks. Never saw it. Young, what? Very young. Dude, waiting. Waiting's actually pretty good. It That's is, what I've always. heard. It was at at the time, especially. Dude it was in like '05 or something. So it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was the time. Sounds like a rager. Because of the times. Exactly. King Leon. Yeah, the That's only good crazy. thing they ever did. That's no, not true. I'm just kidding. I also like youth and young manhood. Okay. Adam Hill, what have you been doing this week, man? Well, like 20 minutes ago, uh, one of the mailmen that works over in Frankfurt, he stopped by so I could show him uh, my gun that I was building. And like, we're out on my front porch and this car drives by and he already had his window down. He like slows down. He's like, yeah, America. We're so- Nice. Because like he saw your gun? Out, or? Yeah, we're sitting out showing him a gun. He drives by and yells, America. He's feeling it, dude. <laughs> feeling free. I just, yeah, exactly. That when I see guns, like, I get rock hard and I feel free. Did like Leonard Skinner start ago. playing? No, not. <laughs> that would be cool for that. That just happened. That was pretty. <laughs> he just takes yeah! off on the sky. Sick, dude. <laughs> so, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, so my monitor. You know, I told you I got it or whatever and hooked up and I hadn't played it yet. So I was playing, you know, of course, playing Halo. I finished up Halo 2, started up Halo 3. And uh, I was like, yeah, I can I can kind of tell a difference, I guess. I was like, that's not what I thought it was. And so I played for a good while. And I, I, I did something where the settings were able to pop up and it was set still to 60 hertz. Ah, so now you have a whole now, world unlocked. To... Now I can really tell. Like it nice. is like moving your mouse is real. I don't know if smooth is the right word, I guess, because there's more frames. Right. So you can really. It, you, it, it, it's, it looks just clean and smooth. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty nice. Sick, man. So I don't want to say I want to give the monitor all credit, but after I figured that out, I played Reach. SWAT and went. I had 25 kills out of 50 for my Good team. Good God, carry it, man. That wasn't all of the the monitors' fault. Though. How many people on a team there? Four. Okay. Good. I had Lord, 25 man. kills. Solid. I had I'd say the monitor does not hurt. No joke, <laughs> no. man. Carrying them across. It was SWAT teams. though, so it's one you know one shot in the head kills. That's how I used oh, to play okay. all the time. Nice, dude. So I, was, I, was, I wrecked them, but that was that was fun. Was it a good, smooth, pleasant experience with that monitor? I don't know if I think that I think no, Halo is unlocked on PC. Frames but, wise? Yeah, you can you can they have V Sync on there and you can turn it off, which I did. Gotcha. But so yeah, so but that, that yeah, that happened. Yeah, I can definitely tell the 144. I mean, that's what they always say, right? You can you can tell once you go from 60 to 144. That's what, dude, I never 
whatever, you know, we were kind of late adopters to HD and all that stuff, but I never am a believer until I like really have just bought into it five, six years later or whatever when it's cheaper <laughs> Yeah, and really experience it. Like this friggin' 4k OLED TV I got and whatever, man, it's, it's absurd how much better it is. So yeah, that's awesome, man. Thank you. So that, uh, just been doing, my finals, or I guess, are I guess next week. They were technically this week for me since I was a week ahead, but just doing that. Uh, I, well, there was something I, I heard on a pod. Oh, podcast. So, uh, what, what is it? Doctor Game Show. Yeah, right? yeah. I want to. I want to not like that show, but dude, I've been listening to it though, man. <laughs> are you getting into it? I know I mean, it's. I understand where you were coming from for sure on it, but I, I do like Manolo better now. It's just, it char it's really charming to me for some reason. He's he, yeah, he's he, I don't know. He's he doesn't say a whole lot, but what he says it's usually just hilarious though, man. Right. It's just so off the, the wall he says on it, point. Yes. And, and it's not like a caricature, it doesn't seem like like he's just like a little right. odd fella, you know. So. Right. Heck yeah, so, dude. I, I don't I didn't want to like it, and I still don't want to, I just, and Joe, she she still kind of gets on my nerves the way, goodbye, you know, she's always so energetic and repeats a lot of the same stuff. Like, uh, welcome. Yep. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, someone says something, it, it's just her style of comedy, right? I, I'm not a, a big fan, but it right. does, it does go, I mean, I'm only, I think I've listened to five episodes now. And so I, I'm, I actually, I listened to all the ones I had on my, my iPod. So I had to nice. sync it up and put some new ones on there, but nice dude. I, I think, I think I do like it though, man, dude. I think the more you listen to, the more you kind of come around That's, on it. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I'm glad to hear that you're, I had a feeling cause I mean, it's, it's just so freaking charming, man. It is. But I, I, it's, I definitely get your grievances with it too, though. I Nothing's not, yeah. perfect. Except for what I'm bringing this week, yeah. it is perfect. But that's it. Nice, anyway. But yeah, it's well. Most of it wouldn't even been their fault. It's a good show. It's just the way my preferences. So right, right. It's not, it's not necessarily for you their style or whatever. Right. But but uh, yeah, I'm, into it. I'm digging it out. Digging it out. Digging it now, though. Nice. Heck so, yeah, dude. But and just something else I was going to kind of talk about. Not really has anything to do with my week. I just heard on a podcast. It was they were talking about like Patreon and stuff and Patreon, not Patreon, because uh, was it PayPal? I think it must have been Patreon. They uh, Mastercard contacted the uh, Patreon and told them they have to kick this one guy off because he had like some opposing. I don't know if it, it wasn't like a bad view, but like Mastercard was going to pull funding from Patreon if they didn't kick this guy off of Patreon. Or was it PayPal? Really? It's just crazy. I mean, it wasn't nothing like, I, they never said what it was. It, it obviously wasn't like, I don't think it was hateful or nothing. And he even said, whatever comment he said, he was already, was he off of Patreon or it had nothing to do? He wasn't even on Patreon. He just said it in his personal life. And MasterCard was going to, yeah, pull, not let Patreon use MasterCards at all. What the heck, dude? So he must have really personally offended like somebody high up at MasterCard well, or something. That's bizarre. That though, I mean, oh, the, dude, they have the freaking, ultimate control. They can easily just like the freaking cancel you out of everything. And now this. Yeah, I mean, dude, you it's, know? 
the more and more we buy into technology for the convenience and stuff, for sure, they can control like everything you do, you know? They can just I straight mean, up freaking shut you down. Yeah, if they don't like your view, which they, that's, yeah. Yeah, speaking of like total control, like just like DNS. So do you know what DNS is? Like a DNS server? Yes, yeah. So there's only, I guess, well, there's the main ones. There's 13 in the world. So, I mean, dude, if you could hack into one of those, I mean, you can control the world. Because, I mean, like, so whoever, you know, whoever is listening to this that doesn't know what DNS server is, I'm not the best one to explain it. Maybe you can help me, Tammy. But a DNS server is like, uh, it's, it's, it's a name, what a dynamic name service or something. So instead of typing in an IP address, you just type in Google, right? Right. It's a domain name system. Domain, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so they have to, that's to help basically just to help you instead of remembering a ton of IP addresses, right? Which, I mean, obviously like Google has probably hundreds, if not thousands of different IP addresses to spread out and not cause a uh, overloading or whatever. Right. Right. But yeah, it's talking about just complete control. Yeah. If you could hack into one or all of the DNS servers, the 13 of them, the 13, I guess, major, I guess you can host your own. Well, I guess there's 13 major ones that run the internet. That just made me think of that when you said total control. Right. Yeah. I think you can't have a private one, but yeah, you have to host still, it and have your own server to run it and everything. Yeah. Well, but I mean, still they could probably, I mean, yeah, it's I'm very sure. difficult to do things digitally and not, yeah, not be completely open to control. You got to right. really jump through a lot of hoops and I mean, it's still, you're never 100% covered. I don't think so. That's so, why I just keep my mouth shut publicly. <laughs> I mean, and that's, that's kind of, it's well, I saw something on Reddit. It was a CE. It was just, this was today. I, I may go on a rant for a minute. This kind of happened. It's part of my week, but it was, a uh, the CEO was, I don't know if he was making fun of, but it was a dude wearing a dress going to prom and he is saying, you know, that's stupid or whatever. And he got fired. I saw that. that guy was, he was acting like really weird. He wasn't acting CEO weird. Guy. He was just like, Standing Looking around, animal. like, yeah, was bizarre. Yeah, I kind of thought he was just like really self hating, like, man, I really want to have sex with this dude in a dress. But, but if you take if you take him out and put someone else in, if you have a yeah, there, if your opinion of the it's dumb for a dude to wear a dress, I mean, you're fired from your CEO job, right? And I think a lot of that comes down to like freedom of speech goes both ways, like, you're more than welcome to share your beliefs. But I mean, if you're going to sit there and be openly hateful to somebody out in public, then you're open to backlash. Like you're opening yourself up to that. Yes, like, backlash is fine, but not firing for for that. I mean, it's he, all, he probably that's is all the people right? and all that stuff, you know, all they have to worry about their public face and all that, you know, See, and their investors and everything. That's a whole corporate world of things. That's what I know? wish like someone like Amazon would do. Be like, screw you. We think this is stupid. And they're going to take a, a hit for like what for a couple of days, and then people are going to order Amazon again. I mean, yeah, I like, mean that kind of stuff happens all the time. Yeah, where something bad comes out against some ultra rich company or whatever. But I mean, they keep chugging right along. Yeah, because people a have a very short attention span, and yeah, it lasts maybe a week. And yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah all of Cynthia is going to boycott Walmart. Okay, well, good. They're going to function just fine without us. Yeah, that's the only option you know, we have here, and whatever. Yeah, the, so the, the boycotting stuff gets them on nerves, and then that's the, yeah. I wish one of them would just be like, you just screw all you all. This is a stupid idea, and you're all stupid. Right. I, I, I do like that idea. I like even more the idea of the people all coming together and just burning the freaking companies down to the ground. Cause realistically, like 
they're the ones that control everything, you know. Just like Fight Club. Yeah, like, are we about to do a Fight Club right now? <laughs> exactly. Was it credit cards or something? They the credit card. Yeah, credit, credit card companies. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it. Uh, going back to Mister Robot, that's something actually really cool happens. That's kind of the whole overarching plot of Mister Robot is something like that. But yeah, this this this, this speech that he's given, it kind of makes me feel like he would like Mister Robot a lot. Dude, for sure. It's, it's uh, just, I mean, cancel culture has always been stupid, but it's just they have to force their whatever ideas down us. And if we don't accept it, I mean, we can't not accept it, especially in a corporate world. Right. You have to. Right. Well, it's all I think we're still in like an adjustment period right now, because, I mean, it was for a long time, extremely fucked up. Like the entire the way the entire world operated, like was really jacked, especially for a lot of people that were not wealthy white men. You know what I mean? Um, but we've been getting more and more open to other things. And, you know, a lot of baggage comes with that, both good and bad. Yeah, but and we open Obviously, gates, it, it, gets right? fun, it gets fumbled a lot. And, I mean, this is, all this cancel but culture we, stuff has been reactionary. We cater to, to all that, that, though. You can't have the word blacklist right. and whitelist anymore. Well, that's... You're not wrong in that, yeah, a lot of this stuff does seem really silly and whatever. But and they cater to it though, man. They do. And I mean, and like I said, that's them just reacting to a problem. That's kind of like putting a band-aid on it real quick. Like, okay, we've got to fix this so we can keep our shareholders happy, keep making money and whatever. You know what I mean? Um, but even not from a corporate standpoint, like just everybody's heads are spinning over the past, you know, 50 years or whatever, like ever since women got you know the ability to vote since black people got the ability to vote and stuff ever since that white people haven't known what the hell to do for the most part you know because they were used to their status quo and they were used to everybody else being under their thumb basically and i mean that's still that's the way the gop functions to this day that they still like to keep it that way they still, you know, only want the rich white dudes in power. Like, that's it, period. And so, I mean, it's all, there's a lot of good and bad on both sides, for sure. But, I mean, dude, ultimately, it's all completely fucked, and it's all completely ran by the super rich white dudes. Like, no matter what your beliefs are, that's the fact of it. Like, those are the people that control the world, just like a handful of ultra-rich corporations that are ran by a few ultra-rich white dudes. Yes, but they That's don't have it. to cater to the minority. Every little well, thing. I'm, I'm talking beyond that, dude. Like, it's, they don't they don't care. They realistically they don't care if you're white, black, Chinese, anything, dude. All they care about is your money. Yes, and they wanna, if you're not yes. putting that money out, then I mean, but that's people it. are also going to still buy no matter what. They have to. Right. And I mean, that's that's what they've created. That's they have created the world where you have to buy to survive. I mean, you have to use almost your entire paycheck every single week, every single month to survive because they don't want you want to keep everybody completely held down. Because if any cracks start to show at all, then the whole thing kind of goes up in smoke because it's kind of like Wizard of Oz thing, like the ultra rich are the man behind the curtain. You know what I mean? And like all of us are just out here happily playing along with the munchkins being miserable. Realistically, you know, most people are very unhappy. 
um, especially in America, like we just, we have a pretty low quality of life. You know, we have no universal health care. We have no, you know, we have a lot of major issues with our country. Um, but I mean, we also have a lot of positives as well. You know, we are somewhat of a wild west, but again, even when America was like a wild west free for all, it was only that for the wealthy white person. If you think you're free, you know, being able to sit on your back porch, drink your alcohol, shooting your guns off, whatever, like that's exactly what they want you to think, dude. They want you to think you're free, but you're just as held down as everybody else. Like it's just, I don't know. It's a lot to get into, man. Yeah, but that's, that's different, though. You're saying, I know there's a couple people that run the world, but I'm just the, the whole catering to this. The, if one little person says something controversial, we have to go with that a dude wearing a dress. We have to let him, he has to get all the attention and you cannot say no to it. Well, well, that's fun for you to say no, but like, how does it realistically affect you? It doesn't. That's why you don't. That's right. So why would you give a shit? How, how is it crammed down your throat? It, because that's all that Reddit is. That's all that any social media is. Right. If but you, you don't, don't have to look it, at that. You have the option to not look at it. If you don't accept it, then you're, I mean, a terrible, terrible person. Not if you just don't look at it, dude. You, you, especially on like Reddit and it's Facebook and stuff, world. you can only follow what you look at. I mean, if you can't come to terms with the fact that there are people in the world that wear dresses, male, female, non-binary, whatever, who cares? Like, if exactly. you can't come to terms with that, it, or like with people don't. being homosexual or, you know, any gamut of, you know, sexuality, it's like out in the street parading, exactly. Do your thing. You don't have to have a freaking parade shoving it down people's throats right but i mean you have to think about the thinking behind that and the oppression that they have experienced up to this point i mean gay people have been murdered historically forever dude just for being who they are and they have exactly they so, have like, much what, more rights so, over here. so i understand the well they're they're actively trying to take those away oh but <laughs> dude okay okay um we can do our research and whatever, look into that later. But I mean, there are some people that are trying to take them away. Obviously the far right, the religious right, the GOP, which is a good chunk of our government. Um, but regardless who, ca whatever, you know, as far as like we are concerned, it doesn't affect me whatsoever, except for just, it comes down to compassion and hate. Like either you can be compassionate and think, okay, you can be who you want to be. That's fine. Or I hate you because you are different than what I am. Like why, why go out of your way to be hateful? Like who gives a shit? Because they go out of the way to be noticed and to right, show because they feel the need for that. But I still don't have to look. I don't have to go the, to the parade. I don't have to read about it. I don't have to look up anything on it. I don't have to be any part of that. It is so easy, especially in America to completely extract yourself from it's any game. Hide from Dude, it. you don't have to see any of that. You don't have to. How, how many gay your... pride parades have you had to be a part of or even see no, in I'm front of you? About, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about going to Walmart and you have some dude outside yelling about whatever, right? I mean, I'm not. I'm I mean, not I guess. I, I mean, that's. I've I've experienced quite a bit of that from like a religious standpoint of having people standing out, you know, trying to beat the Bible down somebody's and throat. People don't like that, do they? No, but I'm not sitting here bitching about it either you know what i'm saying like i'm not seriously complaining like oh i mean whatever man you got the right i i absolutely despise religion because it has killed more people you know more people have been killed in the name of god or allah or muhammad whoever 
than anybody than any other thing in history like so many people are killed in god's name the crusades dude christianity is completely fucked every religion has its freaking thousands and millions of skeletons in its closet like all in the name of some imagined you know or not imagined whatever some being that these people think they are right about and whatever like but so I it it personally offends me to drive around Cynthiana and see a freaking hundred churches that we have, or exactly. when I was when I was on campus at EKU, exactly. Right? Just like you but don't have to interact with nerves. a gray pride parade. If they yeah, sat but, in their church but I'm not and talking didn't bother to anybody, you'd be fine with that. You'd be better with that, right? I would be better, sure. But how, think about the religious acceptance in this country. I mean, this this country was not founded on religion at all. They were founded on freedom of religion. That's our whole Declaration of Independence, all that. It's about freedom of religion, dude. That was a good chunk in there. That's one of the founding principles, and we have completely ignored that and gone to the freaking in God we trust and all that. And I mean, that personally offends me, but I'm not whatever, because this country widely accepts religion. And they are starting to widely accept other sexualities and stuff, sure. But, I mean, these people had friends or parents, grandparents, you know, older mentors that were severely persecuted for their beliefs or for their sexuality, you know, for their gender. I mean, dude, how many... I would bet money if I asked my grandma you know, about her mom, you know, that they were all like well-trained women for the most part that they, you know, kept their head down, kept their mouth shut, always had dinner ready by five o'clock, you know, kept their husband's boots clean, whatever, even if they had to work. Cause a large contingent of women had to go to work during world war two and stuff. Cause a lot of dudes were out, you know, but I mean, how, how many women, had to suffer through all that stuff. So if a, so if women want to get together and have a pride festival about woman pride or you know whatever they want to do, then hey, by all means, that has zero effect on me whatsoever. And I'm happy for them. I'm happy that they are able to express themselves because that is just another facet of freedom of speech. That's one of the few great things that America still has, even though, like you said, I mean, that cancel culture is pretty fucked up in a lot of ways, and it is de directly against freedom of speech in some ways but i mean what a lot of people fail to recognize is that freedom of speech when you're sitting there spouting off your hate you are completely opening yourself up to the exact same hate you're opening yourself up to getting fired i'm sorry i don't make those calls it's not my business but like if a business wants to fire you for talking some dumb shit then hey you open yourself up to that you are if if, if you are not aware of the world that we currently live in then that's on you I mean, if you're aware enough to think that you hate this person just because they're wearing a dress or just because they f do something differently than what you and your family do, then you're the fucked up one. And maybe you need to take a step back and think about it before you go out in public and just start talking bullshit to people like who how many people go out like. What if we were just like hardcore about one certain video game, like Dark Souls? What if we were just like go out in public, like asking people, "Have you played Dark Souls?" No, fuck you, get out of my face. You were you suck. You're a terrible person. Whatever you disgust me. Anything you know? You see how stupid that is? Like, 
It's so stupid to hate on somebody. That's exactly for, what I'm saying. You're yeah, it, it's annoying so, them going out in public doing that. Right. It is. It's. I agree. It's annoying people, but I mean, people as a whole are annoying. Like people yeah. just are very annoying to people like you and me that are just you know fairly cynical and just. So I want to go like I, I want to go live in the woods, right? Like as far away from everybody as I could. Right. Right. I, I agree with that. But, but no, that's I know what you mean. That's different. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is. That'd be like me going around saying, you know, it's stupid for you all to want to live in houses in town. I mean, that's that's my view, but I don't have to go around saying that. And that's kind of right. what that, I, I take that as with the dude wearing the dress. He's doing it for that may be a bad example because he may not have been doing it for attention. Right. He may have just been doing his whatever. But usually they do stuff for attention. Right. And see, it's, it's to bring awareness. Day, though, you know what I mean? I mean. We don't know. We don't have any idea, dude. People are onions, like Shrek. That's what I'm saying this one. That's a, he could have just been doing his own thing, right? And this dude right. could have walked in and been a complete idiot, right? I'm sure that's that's what it was, right? I still don't think he should have been fired for something that had to do with his job, right? And I mean, and that's I don't have any say. You know, like I said, I don't have any say in that, and I don't. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. I don't. But I mean, that's not up to us. You know, that's up to his company. That's between him and his company I mean, and whatever, it, right? Everybody's different. That's right. fine. Don't be obnoxious about it. You know, that that's that's always been my biggest thing. We right. all have our own views. Don't don't cram it. And that, that could be just because we don't like talking to people. I'll say just don't cram it down people's throat. Don't say you right. have to go live in the woods or you're stupid for wanting to live in town around people. Right. And I think it'll get more to that point the longer time goes on. If if accept if acceptance continues to be a thing. Because I mean, realistically, if you were not oppressed, which you know none of us have really been oppressed other than maybe financially because of, you know, where we've grown up in our families and stuff. But if you grew up, you know, unoppressed for your sexuality and for your viewpoints and so-and-so, whatever, if you grew up completely unoppressed and then your kids grew up completely unoppressed, then how likely is it that your grandkids are going to feel the need to go out and have a parade? You know what I mean? And I mean, I think another reasoning is specifically for like parades and things like that are, I mean, this world is so full of shit that a lot of people feel a need to celebrate everything they can. Like, I personally, you know, I'm not big on my birthday or Christmas or anything, but I love it for the kids. And I try to put all I have into it for them. You know what I mean? But I kind of see it like that of like, like Lindsay, she likes to celebrate everything she can because it just makes life a little bit easier to get through. And I mean, that's all anybody's trying to do at the end of the day is just get through their life. Right. And I definitely see what you're saying of just being like, man, that's so obnoxious. Like, I think any I think almost everybody's obnoxious. You know what I mean? Myself included. Hence the self-hate. But I just I mean, everybody gets on my nerves all the time. Um, Again, self-included, but. So I definitely see where you're coming from on that, but I don't think they're in the wrong for just like wanting to either celebrate who they are or do whatever they want to do. But I've completely feel you as well that it is, it's obnoxious. It is straight up. I mean, everybody's obnoxious though. How like, do we celebrate the stuff that we like? We don't, it don't matter, but you right, I mean, but you're we're different people that right, comes back exactly. to that. Everybody being different say, in, in a tapestry, you know, we celebrate by just being low key, I guess about, it. I guess, I mean, that's just how we are. Right. And I mean, if we were more oppressed in a certain aspect that we felt really strongly about, like if everybody just absolutely hated Dark Souls 2, just absolutely hated it. And like the entire 
you know, country was united on that and they had like signs up against it and stuff. We would feel oppressed by that if we were just insanely passionate about it. You know what I mean? Like it was our favorite thing ever. Then we would probably organize a small group about it and we'd probably have meetups or a parade or something if we were social people and whatever, you know. Like it's not dissimilar from that, not to downplay their suffering. Cause I mean, that is inherited suffering. I mean, especially for people of color and women and you know, any like homosexuals, anything like dude, they have inherited trauma from their parents and grandparents, or like I said, you know, mentors, whatever, like they've been severely persecuted for a long time. So like if they're able to live out loud a little bit and be who they are and they want to be flamboyant, they want to, you know, dress up however they want to dress up and, you know, do whatever they want to do, then, hey, that has no effect on me, you know. Marry who you want to marry. Do what you want to do. Don't get married at all because it's a bad idea for most everybody. But just do what you want to do and live your life how you want to live it. And, I mean, it's going to get on my nerves because everything gets on my nerves, like you said. But, I mean, it's uh, otherwise it doesn't affect me. And if it's not physically hurting me or my family, then... Do whatever you want to do. I don't. I but don't care how. I'll, I'll end with this. But I mean, like you said, if, as long as it doesn't hurt your family. Well, no, never mind. Just, for, just forget it. I kind of maybe feel where you were going, but I mean, dude, the family unit is so jacked. And no, you gotta but, know that, and, and the divorce rates have always been through the roof and stuff. So you got to know that that's someone's the Christian gonna, idea of like family unit is completely. Someone's not always going to suffer, right? The the redneck that is not allowed to have his rebel flag anymore. And you can say the rebel flag has lots of bad reasons, you know, reasons why it shouldn't be there. And that's fine. But if you take it away from him, no matter how wrong he is, well, he still is oppressed now or he lost his thing. Even, right. even though, let's say he shouldn't have had to begin with, which I, but I, he was I, maybe I raised with that or whatever. Right. I feel I mean, you, yeah. And I mean, I don't blame means- people for ignorance. I don't blame people for just not knowing. Like ignorance is not a bad thing because that means there's room to learn and grow. You know what I mean? So like, I don't blame, I mean, we've got tons of people around here, you know, that proudly display their rebel flags to this day. And, and I don't and blame do them for it? not knowing right. any better. Right. How do they mean it though. Right. They mean and I mean, a lot fit. of people don't think about the other side of things, right. like, you know, how anybody else is perceiving it or, you know, they either don't care or said just ignorant and don't think about it, whatever. Right. Cause I mean, it doesn't affect them in any way. So, so that, why that, would that's they think exactly I didn't know what it stood for exactly, right? And now that I know, I don't, I don't use it that way. Let's say, right? I right. mean, that that's just going to be just me personally not using it the way. It does mean something else. So you take it away from me. Well, now I'm suffering, even though it's it's bad, whatever. I mean, so someone's always going to suffer, whether whether they're right. in the right or wrong. But right? I mean, there's also degrees to suffering as feelings, well. Only one person's feelings matters, and it's not the rebel flag guy because he was in the wrong, even though his feelings are still legitimate. You're Those not wrong matter. about that. Yeah, right, and I all. and I that's think all. that's where a conversation needs to happen. And and unfortunately, today in our digital world, convert it's not conducive to conversation. You know what I mean? Like one of the best stories I've ever read was about this older black man who was who has actively dedicated his life to talking to members of the KKK. I know, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and he just sits down and has a conversation because, dude, we're all people, and at the end of the day. If we could just get down to brass tacks and look each other in the eye and talk about it, like we're all people, we're all going through a lot of the same stuff, you know, and some of us suffer worse in other areas than others. Like you said, we all suffer in some way to exist is to suffer. 
for sure. But I mean, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to ask of somebody to sit down instead of just reacting and saying, Hey, F you for that flag or what, you know, whatever, or other way around, whatever. It's I'm just hard saying to not there's just two react. sides, right? But only Definitely. one side, only one side's feelings matter. That's all in, That's in, in the, in the digital, like public space. Yes, you're right. But ultimately no. everyone's feelings should matter. And I mean, everyone should be able to take the time and explain or be talked to. And I mean, a lot of people just don't have, you know, the capacity for it because they were, you know, raised whatever way they were raised in. Or, you know, I mean, we've got tons of people around here that, you know, were born to drunks and, you know, have stayed drunk their entire life or, you know, whatever, fetal alcohol syndrome, you know, any number of drugs, pills, whatever. I mean, or outside of all that, just people that, I've encountered maybe two black people and maybe saw a gay person on TV one time. You know what I mean? Like we've always been around a lot of that where it's just a very insular thing. And that's not uncommon in small America, you know? So let me ask you this. We we can quit after this. Yeah. Yeah. So this guy, there's a regular guy and then there's this gay guy over here. The regular guy, I shouldn't say regular. (laughs) guy's probably going to be bad, but you understand what I'm saying. A heterosexual man. Yeah. There's just this gay guy, just him existing, drives this dude crazy. He don't know why. It just does, right? So he can't help it that he feels that way. It's just the way he feels. Is it wrong? I mean, yes, but his feelings are still there. And so by having to, I mean, having to accept him just makes it even worse. That is the dude in the in the in the right. No, he's not right. But he still has feelings. Instead of just talking, it's just you have to accept this guy no matter what. Right. And that's, I think that comes, I think you're exactly right on that point. And that comes down to the conversation and the education. Like, if you can understand, like, if they could just sit down together, and, you know, I'm sure it would be pretty abrasive for a bit. Or if someone else, like a mediator, could sit down and, you know, talk it through, which who in the hell, that's, where whatever a lot of the mental health stuff comes into play in this country and uh, worldwide and whatever i mean just if if we could take the time to sit down and just educate on like hey there are different kinds of people you know it's totally I okay mean, it help. doesn't affect you at all and i mean it might not and if that's you, like phobias, if you just right? be hateful and whatever Everybody's right just like being different. terrified of a, of a spider right or he, whatever he like has no he has no idea why he has the phobia it's just there right. so this dude that, just hates this guy for no reason i mean right and that's just yeah. blind hatred. And I would always argue that blind hatred is wrong for sure. And I would even actively promote, if not physical, at least verbal violence against blind hatred, even though it's not going to do any good, most likely, but make that guy even more embittered solely for the fact that humanity has been founded on violence. Our entire history is violence. A history of violence, if you will. Viggo Mortensen, I think. Yes. Yeah. But uh, God, that, that movie's good. But um, but that's 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 us, dude. Like we are violent in our nature. We have certainly obfuscated that in some ways and have uh have diluted those waters quite a bit. But I mean that is still in our core. You know, we are violent. Humanity is just, I mean, that countless times that we are just a violent species. Um, so 
I'm still totally cool personally, and this is may well be a fault of mine because I I can sit here and two-sided say that yes, I recognize that we need to have these conversations, that we need to sit down and talk this stuff out. We need to sit down and really, you know, just hash it all out and just spread the love. At the same time, if I'm walking down the street and I see a guy with a swastika tattoo or waving a flag, I will almost certainly, if my family is not with me, I will punch him in the face. And I will most likely, you know, try to take him to the ground, whatever. Like, But see, that he has his views and you have your views, right? Exactly. And, the, and, and who's to say ultimately what's right and wrong? Maybe the Jehovah's Witnesses have everything right. Maybe the, you know, hardcore feminists have it right. Maybe the anarcho-communists have it right. Maybe the, you know, maybe Muslims have it right. Maybe, who knows? I get what you're saying, yeah. I don't think there's any one right answer for anybody. I think that it is, again, comes back to that, like, tapestry or whatever. Like, there's just so many answers. And you just have to pick and choose what works for you. And, I mean, sometimes that comes out in a more flamboyant way because it's something you're really passionate about or whatever or something that's been oppressed, so you got to show it, whatever. Or you feel the need. Um, and I can't relate to that, but I respect it. And I mean, just that mutual respect for humanity. But again, I, I acknowledge that the other side of the coin is that mutual respect for humanity completely goes out of my mind. And I get reactionary when I see something like that. So I can understand, I can relate to that urge for violence, that urge. But I'm certainly no better than anybody, than anybody on the planet. I just try to live my life without the blind hatred. My hatred, I feel, is focused, it's thought out, and it has reason behind it. Like a, the, my punch has weight behind it. You know what I mean? Like anything, any person or ideology that I actively despise, it's for good reason. I have thought about it. And I have talked it out in my mind. I've explored both sides of it it's most good of the for time. You, though. It's a good reason for right, you. Right, and it's what works for me. Exactly. And I'm not yes. saying it, it can be applied to everyone by right, any I count. got you. Okay, I got you. Yeah. But that's what works for me. I mean, that's so, all that this, this whole conversation was. There's two sides, right? Yeah. But, but, but we normally, we normally whichever side, there's usually it only boils down to one side. We never listen to the other side. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, you know, people get so set in their ways. Yeah. And I mean, it if we could stop seeing the world as so black and white, I mean, like I said, that's a fault of mine that I would feel so reactionary. It, there could be some dude that had to join the neo-Nazis in prison or he was going to get killed, you know? And I could see that and think, oh man, fuck this neo-Nazi, whatever, you know? But that doesn't mean that it's a bad person because I, I don't believe even the serial killers, you know, mass murderers, whatever, I don't believe that anybody is just pure evil or is born pure evil. Certainly like dude, people, people just work with what they have, you know, for better and worse. They work with the mental capacity they have. They work with their physical surroundings. They work with what they have to cobble out what life they can. And I mean, if that ends up driving you down a path to mass murder or driving you down a path to be a priest or, you know, whatever it may be or both, that'd be cool. That's probably a comic. But whatever it may be, I mean, it's Tony, it's not Tony's all. Tony's been pretty quiet. White, dude. 
He has, man. Tony, do you think so, it's all black and white, man? Do you think yelling, life is man. black and white, I, man? I've been enjoying the conversation, man. Like, Tim, if you're running for office, you've definitely got my vote. Dude, um, I've thought about it. <laughs> I, th- I think a lot of what both of you guys are saying is right. I think there's uh, some things oh, like dude, you we mentioned. Could, I could spend that. I mean, that dude that came over to see my gun. I mean, we we talk on the phone. I tell you, today I talked to him for five hours. Not not debating. We, we, we've done debates just about stuff, you know, whatever. Yeah, I can argue this forever. And it's good. Yeah. I think it's healthy for us to talk about this stuff because nobody is completely right or wrong, you know? Like, it's not no, all black and white. Let's talk it out and, you know, find a middle ground somewhat or whatever. Like, Well, I think or, I think uh, you were on, on a good path, though, earlier when you were talking about, like, the Nazi stuff. Like, dude, I, I don't... So, you were saying the Nazi guy, right? The ta- tattoo, maybe from a prison thing. So, I, I can understand that. But at the end of the day, I don't see any side of Nazism that was the right thing, right? So, I think... Positive. Right. So I think, I think what, like the point you were going down and like what the world is now, the conversations that we have to have is, I don't know that cancel culture is the right thing, but like basically saying like, Hey, Nazism, you know, Nazis are not cool. Let's stop doing this to eventually there's not going to be Nazi prison gangs that have to tattoo people because you know, they're, and fear their life, and it'll eventually you eradicate that, right? So I think, right. I think you're you were kind of on the right path with that. Is that those are the conversations we have to have? And even like the rebel flag thing, like, yeah, you know, people have a certain viewpoint on what it means as a positive, but overall, what well, its see, originality was yeah, was see, a you negative, you, dude. Yes, severely. But you, 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 Tony, don't know me very well. I mean, I'm right. I'm oblivious to most stuff. I don't do I'm any not news saying that at your all. viewpoint's wrong, man. So, the, so my, here's another good example that I used as well was like the Nazi flag. Some little kid in Germany has the Nazi flag. He doesn't know what it means. I, like I said, I, I don't know hardly anything. I, I don't keep up with anything. Right, that's super so, frowned upon in Germany these well, days, but, at least. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so he just he grows up. It's just his fa- his family uses it, and they all have fun and hang out and stuff. And so someone comes and says, <laughs> "You can't have that anymore." It's just an example. It's okay. Then, I mean, it's the same thing with the. It's the same. Just like a cookout, you have the rebel flag going. You know. <laughs> Dude, well, I mean, people with their lives. Cook out with a Nazi flag flying. <laughs> so, I mean, to him, it just means, you know, no, it means nothing. And they come and tell him, no, you can't have it because this is bad. Okay, well, to me, it's not bad, though. I understand what you're saying, but to me, it's not bad. To me, it represents no, my got- family and my community because that's what I associate with. Yeah, dude, but that, that goes back to what, what Tim was saying about education, right? Like, you have to educate him but on what that means. But his feelings still are the same. He likes it because it makes him happy. Right, but can he not be taught what it really means to have that understanding? So why does he have to give up something that he's happy about for someone else to be happy? I wouldn't say that he'd necessarily have to give it I up. I, I think don't you think can still it's, hold on to that memory or whatever. I don't think like, it's like to ruin his happiness, man. It's to educate him. Like he has, it's it's. We're, but like he doesn't mean saying, it dude. that way, right? Right, but you have to educate him on what it means, what the real meaning is. So but if, to if him, we, it means something so, different. So so let me give you an example, right? If we started running around and like calling people the N word, does it matter if we don't mean it that way? But if you're in your mind, it makes you happy. Not and that's a bad example about making you happy, but it's just, <laughs> <laughs> it makes me happy. It makes but me happy. You have, you have you fun. Happy. That doesn't I'm make it right, though, man. You're giving up your happiness so someone else can be happy. That, but that comes with the education of it, dude. Like like Tim's saying. But why, your feelings why, are still why, there. Why, Only why one person's things, feelings matter. 
so but why do I need things that okay so we're you we're using really hardcore examples right like Nazism let's just go back know, to the rebel flag right in words and stuff like that why do we why do p- people have to use things that have stood for great symbols of pain for others to be happy because this guy didn't know that's what it stood for right which comes back to the education though right and that's fine that he feels a different way about it. And even if he is educated on it, if he still continues to feel that way about it, I ultimately See, what this is I'm talking about is I don't think ignorance excuses right. you from the world. Like we are pretty insular people. You know, we, but you want the guy wearing a dress to be happy. I don't care if he's happy. What, what, what is, what is that kid doing that? How does that signify or is, is a symbol of hatred, like Tim's saying, or like a mass? I mean, dude, Nazism, mass murdering. I mean, mass murder of your of your grandparents. That's a bad example. Slavery and this and that. So, see, but I, I, I didn't well, know that, right? I'm with I'm with Tim on on this part. Is just because, as far as if if, so if it's it. something that doesn't hurt anyone. Oh, like, how is that? How is it hurting anyone? I guess. Right. Right. I mean, at that point, how is a flag hurting anybody? Right. Well, because of what it stands for, dude. Like, like Tim said, we, we as white guys, but you have can not make it stand for anything. Oppression. Not to the point you, of slavery and the Holocaust, dude. I don't know. You, you, you can't change the, the global view of it or even of, the, of but you can change field. anything else. You can change your gender. What right? are, yeah, that that's your all you can change is things within yourself ultimately in the world. Right? I mean, ninety-nine percent of us, that's all we're ever gonna change is within ourselves. Maybe so we'll here, affect here. A, of an answer, you know, a a generation or two beyond us, but ultimately our legacy dies in 150 years tops. Oh, here's another way to look at it, right? So let's say, you know, in a hundred years from now, somebody picks up a rebel flag if we've eradicated that history not eradicated to where we've forgotten about it but eradicated it being like popularly used now to where the people that it, it affected still feel that and we take away that symbolism of it then you know i think that's when you can have a discussion on hey times are different now we've we've grown as people we've educated people we've all symbols won't mean as much if we all can any different stop than ignorance, then hatred. What? How's that any difference than different than ignorance? How's that? I think different? it's a because you don't want to eradicate the history, but you can eradicate the the stigma. Well, right. See, to me, the history is not people, there. Right. People have had time to heal the world. That. It is, man. Right. That's that's ignorance of the world. That's that's just pure ignorance of the world. And I mean, if you are educated on it and you still choose to feel the way you do or not choose, if you just feel the way you do, if you keep that inside, then, hey, by all means, you can be the most hateful son of a bitch <laughs> I've ever met in my life. If you keep oh. it inside, then that's fine. If it's pure, if it's just blind hatred and you've been educated on it, then just keep it to yourself. So here's my thing, dude. I've got three kids. Adam, I think you've got a kid, right? Yes. So I try to look at things about like the future generation. Okay. Like. So, I grew up a certain way with a lot of ignorance, dude. Like, I didn't know a lot about a lot of things. But now, I have. I think we're in a moment in our history as a country and as a world that we can change 
what our future generation is going to be to where, and I don't think it has to be acceptance. You mentioned that word earlier. I think it's just tolerance, man. Like, if it doesn't affect you and it doesn't impact your life directly, you don't have to look at it. You don't have to enjoy it. You just tolerate it, right? So, it doesn't, you can't erase the history of something though, like what you both were saying. I agree that. So, the rebel flag would be okay if there wasn't history. Not, well, not yeah, if you didn't look at it every time that you drove by this redneck that lives down the street's house and think, oh, yeah, my grandfather was beat because of that flag or, oh, right. my great grandparents were killed out in the wheat fields or whatever, you know, or, you know, that my people have suffered this like my mother had to deal with this racism every time she went to this diner, or every time she has existed in this town. And been around any person that's not, you know, you in our say that with anything. You can say that with cars. I'm always almost ran over by cars. We need to get rid of cars. Yeah, and, and that comes back to the phobias. Like if you're afraid of cars because you were hit by a car once, that's a little bit different than inherited ancestral, you know. But there, there's also not a hatred. symbol of of mass murdering cars that are like <laughs> painted on flags and stuff, you know. Right. I mean, if they're I mean, these are the massive world events that we have to contend with. The Civil War, the Holocaust, slavery. I mean, those are massive events in our world that, I mean, if you are ignorant of those, so be it. You know, if you weren't educated or don't have the capacity, whatever. But if you do then become educated of those things and still choose to fly that flag or still choose to, you know, be out loud because about it makes that, them happy. Because it makes you happy. If you keep it happy in the pri- why can your happiness not, you know, stay in the privacy of your home, own home? If you know that it's something that is a blind hatred for most people, that that it represents something that killed a lot of people, and I mean that's that's the black and white of it. There is it straight up represents thousands and thousands, millions of people being murdered. Straight murdered people that would be your family or, you know, were your distant family, whatever. Then I understand being severely shook by that. And how can we move on as a country? Like Tony was saying, how can we move on if that stuff is still so prevalent? How, how do you expect black communities to move on when, when right down the street, they've got rebel flags hanging up and shit. Like, how do you expect people to be able to move on past that stuff if they're constantly reminded of it? You know what I mean? Like, if I was a black, if I was a young black man, same age, this dude right here, if I was just a black dude, I would have grown up so fucking angry. And I did grow up so angry. And I'm still angry. But such a deep pain and anger what I feel because I already feel some semblance of it just on their behalf and on humanity's behalf. Cause they're fucking people, man. We're all fucking people and we're just getting murdered and have been for millennia or, you know, however long fucking people have been around, but in whatever form, but dude, how would you not be sent into a blind rage by seeing that shit? Like, and I mean, obviously it's programmed into you early, like as a black youth, like, Hey, you cannot get upset about this shit in public or you will get killed or you will get a bunch of eyes on our house or whatever. You know, you're going to draw a bunch of ire and shit by, 
being you know, by being vocal about this. So you have to be restrained. We haven't had to be restrained hardly at all as straight white men in Kentucky. Like, dude, we've we've had very few restraints as far as that shit goes. Yeah, we've had the economic issues and shit for sure. And I don't want to downplay that, but that's another conversation. But just as far as like every time you fucking drive down the street and you see a rebel flag or you see a freaking I've seen Nazi flags hanging up and shit and windows and stuff, man. Like you see that stuff. How can you not think like all these people I live around hate me? Everybody outside of my small community hates me and you are not going to be able to get past that. You and your kids and their kids are going to grow up with that crap and it's going to be an inherited hatred there. And, you know, you are going to keep to yourself and we're not going to be able to move past that to get to the point like Tony was saying of, you know, in a hundred years, if we did get rid of all that crap now and we were able to get past it, then that would be another conversation that's at it. that time. Of like, That's where you lose me right there. So you would argue for retaining a symbol of hate regardless of personal happiness knowing what it has stood for you would fight to keep that say flying at one of our schools or whatever you know you would or for just for people to be able to have it up on their trucks or whatever like they do uh, you would fight to be able to keep that so so rather, rather than acknowledge that people are actively let, hurt by that and just be like, man, answer. it's not that important to let, me. Let, why let, why is it that important to you? Let, let's flip because this we're so quick, worried right? about people's people's happiness. That's we have to let the guy in the dress be happy for his choice. Uh, hold on, let, let, let's flip this real quick. We probably so should Adam, move on. You, go you, ahead. You, you started this. No, hold on, you started this yeah, with the seat the CEO that got fired for blasting this kid on the internet, right? Yeah. So, what if it was a CEO that blasted somebody on the internet for doing the rebel flag stuff, and they got fired? How would you feel about that? They still shouldn't be fired for that. That's not a fireable offense. Have by having a different opinion. That's not a fireable offense. That's just that's Mastercard, right? That's exactly what we talk about with Mastercard. All right. Well, I don't care to get wrapped up in the corporate side of things though, because that's just a whole other world, and they have their public entity that they have to worry about. You know what I mean? Like they have their shareholders, they have to keep happy, so they have to whatever keep up a certain image and stuff, and that doesn't really that apply to us on the day to day. Shouldn't change that. Well, I mean, but the fact is, it does. The fact is, like. It, I I don't disagree with you that yeah, you know maybe he should yes. maybe maybe he shouldn't have been fired whatever I I don't give a shit I mean he just acted like a creepy son of a bitch so I don't I don't know I don't know He's his life example, I don't know yes and he probably has some good money and whatever like I could care less if you're CEO then fire all the CEOs dude fire them into the sun <laughs> but I but yeah outside of that point just just people you know the most people um. That doesn't apply at all. So, I mean, you just have to look at it like from a basic of, do I care about other human life or not? Like, do I care about humanity as a whole or not? And if you don't, okay. That's okay. But you don't, if you do not, if you choose to actively go against humanity as a whole, then that comes right back to that freedom of speech. You're opening yourself up to the backlash from that. If you choose to hate on some kid who's, you know, having trying to have one of the happiest days of their life 
going to prom wearing a dress and you choose to hate on that, you are obviously either a severely unhappy or unstable person or you just have a real deep hatred of that, right? But, I don't know, man. So I say if if you are that type of person, then fuck you. If you choose to actively go against humanity, then why would humanity want to keep you in the loop? Why would why would we as a people, as a human race, want to keep you as you are? You either get educated, you know, you either do your research. I mean, dude, the, the resources are endless now to educate yourself on stuff. With all this freaking debacle we had the past, you know, five years or whatever with the presidency, all that crap. And I mean, for the entirety of having a U.S. president, it's been a debacle, but whatever. The, you know, the whole mess we've had and the information age and everything. You do not have an excuse to not educate yourself and then claim ignorance if you are still willing to just go out there and spout that ignorance and intolerance like that. Like, that's not... If you want to do that, then you actively are fighting against humanity. So fuck off. Like, humanity but doesn't But you fight that. against the system, though. Against the system. The system is not humanity, man. That is the big... That is black and white. The system is not humanity. People kind of is. Are not, it's dude, made it's, up of it. It's made up of very few people who have given up all of their humanity, bud. Like... And and I'm not saying that they couldn't potentially change or whatever, but I mean, you always want to have that little bit of hope. No, they're absolutely not. They are despicable people who have done despicable things to many, many people. And I mean, dude, that's not corporations are not people just like as much as police is not an identity. You are not a blue live. You are not a corporate identity, you are a person. And if you choose to fight for people, then you're going to be accepted. If you choose to fight against people, you are not going to be accepted by the majority. And I hope it stays that way because it got real, real sketchy there for a little bit because the blind hate was flowing real hard for a long while there. But dude, and I mean, whatever. But can't you in. say that, Everybody's made different. So the people who fight against humanity, they're the ones who want to go live in the woods by themselves and not deal with humanity, right? But they don't sure. spout it out in public, though, man. Well, that's their, their opinion. Okay. Then go live in the woods. So, if so, you, if so the freedom of speech right. stops when you infringe on... So freedom of speech stops when you infringe on others' rights, right? Yes, I know. So yes. you can be in your house and say, I hate gay people. You can't be in somebody, a gay person's face and say, I hate gay people, right? Because then you're infringing on their rights. You're infringing on their happiness. So, right. so then you're I, opening yourself up to the backlash from that. Right. But can't like, the gay person say they hate you? And that's fine. No, because they're, they're infringing on your rights too. That's, now, there might not be the severe backlash because, exactly. like Tim said, the system's been so lopsided exactly. for so There's long. There's two with, sides. That's the whole point. There's two sides, and it's usually unfair. Well, well dude, yeah, the thing is, that, the that's going to happen good. everywhere, man. Yeah, and the gay the thing is, I mean, life is not fair at all. So why would it's I never want, been why would I be happy for the gay person if they can't be happy for me? And like you, you said, don't have to be happy for anybody, dude. Severe, I'm not happy for anybody. There's a lot so less did, did backlash this, on their side. That's what y'all just said. 
publicly, that, you're, right? There, you're there looking is, at the public yeah. opinion. So it's unfair. That's all. That's all. This boils down to is unfair, right? It was unfair to them in the beginning. But dude, it's, now it's, it's unfair been, to me. <laughs> the scales have been tipped in the other way for so long. But it's I don't still know unfair. that it's tipped all the way. But is it? Is it? Is it really like? Tip to the point that it's like we're it was unfair we're for the now? black people at first, right? They were oppressed. Now, if me and a black oh, guy go for the same job, he's getting the job automatically. Is that unfair? Dude, it's unfair. Uh, that's, to not me. Case, that's not the case, man. I Especially almost lost my job here. to a vet. It, 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 Just because it, he was a vet, I was gonna lose my job to him. Yeah, veterans, yeah, dude. They get preference for a lot of jobs. Yeah. Is Especially that not what black job. people get? Not most of the time, buddy. No, most of the time, so it's still unfair, right? I've been in hiring positions before and had people had some very untoward things said about people of color or women that did that. My managers have not wanted to hire solely on those facts, like, and that Dude, is a I, very small sample size. So, but life is I'm, not fair I'm, at all. Exactly. That's what I've this boils probably, down to. I've hired probably 200 people in the past uh, two to three years now. And when I go into each interview, it's not black, white, male, female, non-binary. Like I've had every type of person come through our company to be hired. So I don't believe that because what you're talking about is affirmative action, right? The black people get a chance and get a preference in, in the workplace. I, I don't believe that that's still a thing, man. Like, I think maybe the get, narrative is they there. They don't get scholarships based on just being black. I mean, do people get scholarships, scholarships for, for just for being black? Exactly. And I think, I think because he's right about tipping the scales. The scales have been tipped so hard in the they other have. way for so long. So why not tip them back the other way for because a while? Because now it's unfair for it me. Out. It is unfair for you. That's all I'm and saying. And that sucks. We're collateral damage in some ways. I mean, there are, there's always collateral damage, right? That's all I've been on saying. On either yes. side, for sure. So it's still but, unfair for me. But sure. I, I don't think it's tipped as much as it's been tipped for other minorities of the past 100 years is what I'm saying, man. So for in the sure. next 100 years, it's going to be completely like, screwed white you, people. So, well, do you, do you... Okay, so do you see white people like getting killed in the streets all the time and like being oppressed just for being white? It's still very much tipped in white people's favor, buddy. Like it is. You, I know what you're saying about the scholarships and stuff. I mean, that is a thing that exists. I could have applied for a Native American scholarship because I've got some. You shouldn't do that either, right? There, right. I could have to do though. with it. I could have. But you but can't no. have a white scholarship. All hell breaks loose. We could, we could all you can't get have a white television for, show. All hell breaks all, loose. We could all get scholarships. So many white right now. There is, but it's not specifically called that. No, right. but w- there's no need for it because whites have been the majority. So there's no need to call it that. Yeah, that's, dude, the like they call it that. that's the reason they call it that's the reason for our parades. That's the reason for all that is because they've been the minority for so long that they feel they have to push back to tip the scales. So that's why you have a black entertainment television channel. You know, that's why you have those things. And I mean a lot of the reason they actually had that is because of those insular communities like like we were talking about safety and whatever, dude. Like, as a black kid, how uh, how much are you going to relate to like Three's Company or whatever freaking shows you watch when you're coming up of all these white kids and stuff? You know what I mean? Like, so Adam, your favorite show is is Frasier, right? Let's go with that. Yes, the whitest okay. show you know. So how many how many black people on that show? 
two or main, three? Main, main cast. Main cast. Not like... I don't know, man. Probably <laughs> zero, Main right? cast? How, main, how, many were on, how many were on Friends? I can tell you the number on that one is zero. Okay. So that so our, so basically our childhood. How many of the the mainstay television shows had a black, Mexican, uh, gay character in the main cast? Not Friends, not Seinfeld, not Frasier. So none of the bad ones. Okay. So <laughs> was. So what I'm, what what I'm saying is that's why there's a BT dude is because nobody was making those shows for black people. So they, they created their own, right? So I'm they just weren't saying, they should don't scream unfairness whenever we make WET. That's all I'm saying. Dude, and every station on the network is WET. But we don't, we don't broadcast it as that, right? They I mean, do it. Like the ONN and, and yes, but that comes back to the parades and all that stuff. They do it in your face. To try to tip the scales back just but a I, little bit. I'm I trying to break put the this, bra- this TV in man. their face. That's all I'm saying. It boils down to me personally. You didn't. I mean, they they can have the networks, dude, man. Right. I mean, they they can have all the white shows they want, and I mean, ultimately, I my my wish is not too dissimilar from what a racist or a bigot's wish would be. I wish we could separate a large contingency of people and put them on a set of islands and let them have their own television networks and be alone, completely isolated from the rest of the world. But that would be just the group of blind hatred, dude. That's it. Like if you're a Nazi, if you're, you know, a Southern pride Confederate, whatever, like what, whatever you may be, I would love to just completely let the world move on from all that and be able to continue to, to continue to progress as a society. I mean, I don't care if we ultimately end up being some sexless beings of energy. You know what I mean? Like that'd be rad. Sure. Whatever. But we're never going to progress to anything as long as we keep getting tied up in all this dumb shit and our horrible, horrible, violent history. And as long as people are constantly reminded of that, like, Again, it comes back to like, do you care about human life or not? And if you don't, if you don't care about humanity as a whole, then that's that's the island I would like to never visit, but would love to just put everybody on that is just straight up blind hate. Because, dude, if you don't care about humanity, you're not helping whatsoever. You're actively hurting. But I mean, people like you and me that mostly keep to ourselves and stuff, Adam, like, Whatever. If you keep your thoughts and beliefs to yourself for the most part or whatever, and you can just talk about them to your friends or whatever, that's fine. But like, if you're going to be out loud about it and it's straight up blind hatred, uninformed hatred, or informed hatred that is actively oppressing. Or just a voice of unfairness. It's unfair. That's No, all. I mean, they, that's fine to say it's unfair. It is unfair. But that's, is, that's considered hatred, super fucking unfair. I don't... It might be to to people that are also ignorant it's of what that would be for WET or to exist. Because to me, that's unfair. Yes, it, all the rest of them are white centered, but there is no. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It would be. I understand what you're saying, and that would be fine for you to say that's unfair if you had the the talk to back it up. And even if people didn't come around to your side and agree with you. You could come to an understanding, and they can understand where you're coming from, and not that see we it. All it just have just a blind TV shows hate. full of all color, right? What, what's wrong with that? 
Right, dude, that's my thing has always been that like everybody should just be called they, them, whatever, and it should just be all colors. Who cares? Like, no restrictions on any of it. But it has been pure white as the driven snow heterosexual for so long. Don't act that way, though. That people have to push back against that. Right. We don't publicly act that way, for sure. We don't don't feel that way. So when we feel that WET should exist or BET shouldn't because of unfairness, that has nothing to do with. But how does that right. affect you, man? How does them having BET affect you, though? Because it makes me unhappy, right? If we're going back to the happiness, whether I'm right or but wrong for feeling that way, I still have it. It, doesn't it makes me unhappy that the world is unfair. It right? doesn't matter if, if I'm completely... it, it feels unfair, right? Right. It doesn't matter if I'm completely right. wrong for wanting to get rid of BET. My feelings will still be there, whether they're justified or not. They'll still be there. And our world is based on feelings now. So that's why the guy's wearing a dress, and we have to accept it. Well, you don't have to accept no, it. Tolerate it, man. Just, yeah, just tolerate. You don't have to be okay with that. You don't have to go home and tell your kids, "Oh, hey, you can do whatever you want now. Whatever you raise your kids how you like, and you know, live your life how you like." But you have to, you have to tolerate, or you have to go live on my island full of hateful people that I will have no association with whatsoever. Yeah. Like you have to just tolerate straight up, like. People exist. Other people exist. Life is horribly unfair for everyone across the board. It's unfair in different ways, though. And we only tolerate one way, though. But who tolerates? Do you tolerate? I mean, some people, yeah, some people tolerate things. Whatever. Which way do you feel is not being tolerated? The gays will not tolerate people who are anti-gay, right? What? That's dude, you can't you can't paint with a broad stroke like that. Gay people are people, like they're onions. They are vast amount of people. We're I know. Tolerating. I, I know. I'm saying I know gay people that are actively oh. oppressing themselves, like gay Catholics that refuse to just act on anything and remain celibate because they don't want to feel gay and they actively hate gay people that live out loud and stuff. You know what I mean? What There's you, not what a broad you, stroke for any anybody, any group of people. What do you, what do you think, where, where do you, what makes you think that like gay people don't tolerate straight people? By posting that video of the dude wearing the dress. How, how is that? Because the guy recording was his friend and he kept getting mad at the CEO, right? Right. The CEO was actively trying to oppress the kid that was wearing the dress. Yeah. He was actively in public trying to oppress yeah, this person so like if, if gay people went to like a straight rally or something or like a straight bar right and they started mm-hmm. just picking fights with straight people then you said there'd be less I could see, repercussions right but I, but them. i could but i could see where i could see what your what your statement is about you know gay right, people don't exactly. tolerate that's straight a perfect people. example right what you just said but I don't see that's not happening, man. Like that we're because, and that comes down to love and hate, dude. That's straight up love and hate. Either you love humanity and most, most, I won't say all, most far right wing people do not love humanity. They actively despise humanity, which fair dues, you know. I'm a bit of a mis- misanthrope myself. So I okay. But most minorities especially 
like homosexuals and, you know, on the non-binary, you know, the gender fluid people, all that. Most of those people have experienced so much negativity that, and they are still full of love. Like most of them just want to love and be accepted. And do you, don't you see the difference between wanting that love and wanting then, right? to be loved and the people that are actively pushing against that and actively hating and holding those people down? I mean, it's just love and hate. That's the so black it's and unfair white to them, to the, the people that are being oppressed. That's all I'm saying is I don't have right. to agree with you and you don't have to agree with me, not you. But I'm just saying our yeah, views, yeah. people's views. I, I'm fine with you doing whatever you want. Leave me alone on my views, right? Right. And are you That's not left alone? Are you not left alone in your day-to-day life? You, are you not Jimmy, left alone? You've told me this entire time I have to keep these thoughts to myself. I, right. If if it's blind, yeah. If it's blind hatred, then keep it to yourself. Well, if, if you want informed, to continue to exist, about it, but just don't like it, that's not blind hatred, right? Okay. There's certain things you. There's certain things that aren't acceptable to hate, man. Like, a what a person is, right? So I don't think it's acceptable to hate a white person, a black person, a straight person, a gay person, a non-binary person, whatever, based on that fact alone. You can hate the concept, I guess, but I still don't even know, like, why Why would you hate that? Like, why Why does it, it doesn't affect you, so I don't... Why well, hate something not tangible, right? Like, right. That's like me but saying I, think, I hate I think God. If you, like, if you just hate people because they're gay, white, whatever, or just the fact that there are gay people that, you know, anti-gay, I just, I don't, I don't know, I don't understand that part, I guess. I just I'd go say, back hey, to being hate the individual. Don't hate and the I, and, I, and I don't. I don't. I don't think it is acceptable to to say that stuff in public because you're you're basing it off of stereotypes, right? Of just a broad stroke of, like he said, a non tangible. So we'll, a classification. we'll go back to Christians, right? I mean they they don't they don't agree with stuff at all. They can be right or wrong, but they still have their views. But they and don't have to publicly say it. So but like the have, Westboro Baptist Church, right? So they have their views, which are extreme. But that they, they're not tolerated because their views are hateful and they're based on nothing. They're based on sexuality or whatever to where they're not based on this person, that person because of this reason. It's just a broad stroke of But I they hate have gays. their reasons, right? They have their reasons of why they don't agree with gays. But how does make it okay? Agree with the concept. Like, I, 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 part of what Tony's getting at here is I completely accept if you want to hate any individual person for who they are as a person. But how can you hate just a broad stroke concept saying, like, like how I said of it being two sides of a coin of me, like seeing a Nazi symbol on a dude's neck and wanting to punch the shit out of him? Like, I don't know that person. That person is not indicative of all people that have swastikas. Like every person is an individual. So by all means, hate an individual. Everybody's different. Yeah. Everybody's made differently. Yeah. Right. And if we could, if the world was fair and we weren't so violent and everything, that would be lovely. And hopefully we eventually we can get to that point. But having these open spouts of hatred are going to be pushed down. And I, for one, am happy about it. I'm pretty right. glad that dude got fired, not just because he's a CEO, but because he seemed like a creepy piece of shit. But 
I'm stoked that all this stuff is going on. I mean, the cancel culture, all that stuff is, has some major issues for sure. And there, I'm sure there are some people that have been thrown under the bus that have not come out unscathed and, and, you know, didn't necessarily do anything objectively wrong. You know, I saw stuff about like Aziz Ansari one time, like he, right. you know, had a, had a girl that was claiming that, you know, he forced himself on her a bit and stuff. And he came out and I think they actually publicly and stuff like it was, you know, and well, then he no, ended up there. There's no judge or jury now, right? Like, so with that, with that example, there was just baseless facts. But with like, take a Harvey Weinstein, for example, right? That dude, that dude had years of evidence that was proven. So fuck that guy. He gets what he gets. So there's a certain point, man, that you can't, you can't accept that stuff. You do have to draw a line for sure. And like put somebody in prison or whatever, like even... Yeah, like you're saying, like, I mean, have the conversations, talk it all through, understand a person at their core if you can, or get as close as you can. But I mean, yeah, your sins do add up. Your, you know, the the sins against humanity, if you are blatantly out there spouting hate over and over and over, or out there fucking underage girls, or doing whatever, you know, terrible, skeevy thing you might be doing, if, I mean, ultimately, yeah, it's going to catch up to you. And I mean, that's, I think that again, just comes back to the freedom of speech and the rapidness with which we communicate now on digital media. Like, dude, there's an instant response now where before that dude wouldn't have even been recorded hating on that guy in the dress, right? That kid most likely wouldn't have even been wearing that dress because that was a much more hidden and secret thing for a long, long time. But now that kid finally had the confidence. I can't even imagine the mental anguish that he possibly went through just to get to that point. And then trying to have a happy day, you know, of prom, it ended up becoming a viral thing. And I'm sure he's gotten tons of love and hate off the back of that. But dude, it's, I mean, the speed at which we communicate and stuff now, like you are completely opening yourself up. And that just comes up back to like straight up ignorance. Like you're opening yourself up to everything every time you step out in public. So either be on point and don't be an open asshole or your open asshole is going to get molested severely. So, yeah. Good talk, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have two more things that were right. No, no, not on this. this. (laughs) What else have you been doing this week, man? Let me tell you about Chairman Mao. Let's go to something a little bit more lighthearted. Okay. Dandelions. Oh, yeah. Why are they weeds? Why are they not flowers? It's a pretty little yellow flower. They are pretty, dude. Dude, love your weeds, man. I've just been walking around and just like all those little purple things that grow. People are sitting there spraying everything. I mean, and a nice green uniform yard is nice looking, right? All mowed and all green. But dude, you have a, a yard that's full of purple flowers and dandelions. That's pretty too, but people want to get rid of those. See, that's a lovely, that is a lovely thing to bring us back down to earth there, buddy. And I completely agree. We have a bunch of those because they're kind of like, they look kind of like lavender. Got, they're not lavender, but they kind of look like it. Where like all you, that purple you're and green. in the country. You've probably got those. If, well, I don't know if you, especially like on the side of the road where, the, where the, uh, the grass grows, there's like these little like purple looking, almost like a little small tree. It's just this big. Dude, yeah. We've got a bunch of those in my yard, man, and we've got a ton of dandelions too. I've got a big patch of those up around a tree that I'm not gonna weed eat just because I'm just because they look so cool and they're not hurting the tree at all, you know, because they don't like 
because a lot of weeds and whatever don't go super deep or aren't terribly invasive to different stuff. Like they might hurt the grass some or whatever, but I don't really care about the grass. You but know, dude, Dan, it, why is dandelion not a flower? You know, I mean, it's story loves them, right? Daisy lions. That's what she calls them because they're little, nice. they're little yellow flowers. It might just be how much they propagate because, like, when that blows, like they can seed so quickly and yeah, just like to yellow flowers, man. Right, and I, I don't know? know if they're like invasive against other plants or anything, but yeah, they're awesome for sure. No, yeah, I think we, people we, just we like that food. that solid green, perfect looking yard, and that, that does look good, right? Right, but yeah, dandelions can take but over dude, a yard pretty quick, I dandelions guess. Dandelions and, and like purple that. flowers and little yellow flowers, and there's little blue flowers. I mean, even these little tiny weeds. That story, you know, they have these little tiny blue flowers on them. You know, story loves them. Oh, look at the little flower. Yeah, it's a weed. What, right. It, whatever you consider a weed is. I don't know if weed is just something you don't want. I want but weed. I think it's pretty cool, but. That goes back uh, to me wanting to live in the woods, man. Just looking at all the mushrooms and weeds and trees. Yeah, and dude. That's what, man. I knew. You need to come out here sometime because there's, we get, we actually have a lot of, they're just, they're pretty standard mushrooms that we have grown, but we get a lot of. Uh, different like white cat mushrooms and stuff. Like I said, I'm on the, the mushroom porn subreddit, man. I love just looking at those. Right, right. That's what we did going out to Lauren's dad's house on all that, you know, the 300 acres out there. You just go and just walk around, just look at everything growing, man. Heck yeah, dude. All the different yeah. love, love your weeds, man. Take Tony, look at look at your weeds and appreciate them. Appreciate. Do you have a yard, Tony? Nope, no yard, no voice. No voice, Love your no weeds. Voice. Everybody, I just agree, when you're walking around or driving, just look at all the dandelions and all the, yeah, you have to be in people's yards like I am to see all the different types of stuff growing, you know, but yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. That I was thought. my, my last observation. I don't know if you, you probably don't know the answer. What is the resolution in real life? Like, you know, there's 4k, 8k. What's the resolution in real life, man? With your eyes. <laughs> Your eyes can only see 60 frames per second. You know, no, I mean, what is it? Yeah. I, uh, I don't isn't know. Isn't there up to like 12K HP? right now? Maybe. I know I've seen some 8K, but it's still going for a lot of money. I just yeah, got I mean, 4K, so yeah, I don't know. No, like Linus does, like he records, I think, 8K and 12K, and they edit it down, or, you know, or de-res it. I don't know what the you call it. It's got to be ridiculous. What is it, those cameras? The file sizes. They oh. must be huge, man. Uh, for video content and 8K, good God. They got those red cameras and what black magic voodoo or something. Yeah, they got those thirty thousand dollar cameras and ten thousand dollar SSDs that are proprietary to them, you know. Does but yeah, what, what do you what do you see in real life? Is it based on just your eyesight? What we're going towards uh, probably but, no, because even if your eyes are closed, the world's still there. And what resolution is it? That's what I've been trying well, to I mean, to if know. a tree falls in the woods, exactly. You know, does it? Does the world really exist? If we all closed our eyes at once, would it cease to exist? You know, because then who would be there to record it? We'd have to have a camera set up. So just love your weeds, man. Appreciate them. Even like the tall, weird-looking grasses. It's like you just think that they're ugly because they're weeds. But if you stop and look at it, it's it's a whole you know subspecies of a type of grass. You know? Yeah, yeah. I know. They're if saying, my yard was just that stuff, I wouldn't even mow, man. I mean, cause like, like we have weeds growing in the little front flower bed up here. Right. But it's like, if that was to be growing on Lauren's dad's farm, I would love to see it. Cause I love just walking out there and just looking at everything. But if you see it in the flower, Oh, it's ugly. It's you gotta, yeah. you gotta stop and appreciate them. Yeah. That's 
stop and smell the weeds. Don't smell them. Well, some of them smell pretty good, actually. We got like a bunch of spearmint and stuff growing out here down by our creek, which yeah. is actually really cool because you just walk in and just smell straight up mint. It's pretty yeah, you cool. can eat it. Yeah, yeah. So love your weeds and figure out what real life resolution is. We need to move <laughs> on now. Good talk. Good talk. All right. Um, to my for myself, still been playing Dark Souls two. Uh, playing Zelda two finally. It's hard as crap. Um, I was going to tell which, Nathan which one's Zelda two is that Link's Awakening? It's the, the Adventure of Link. It's the second one on mm, the NES. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. I'm getting my next ones are Link to the Past and Link's Awakening though. So after I get done with Zelda two, but dude, it's a it's a tough game. It's got experience and everything. It's the first game I think that had like experience and levels and stuff like you actually upgrade and stuff. So it's pretty wild. It came out in like 88. So pretty cool. But uh, I was going to tell Nathan about that tall heart band, but he's not here, um, but they're pretty good. I liked them. Okay. Hmm. Okay. That's about it. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> crazy about them, but they were okay. Um, yep. Still watching power Rangers a bunch. Uh, dude, I actually watched this sick movie. I wanted to tell you guys about called Buster's Mal heart. Um, it's on Netflix. I don't know if it's on anything else, but it's got the dude from Mr. Robot that Rami Malek in it. And it is actually a really good movie. I ended up really enjoying it. I watched it like late one night and it's very strange. And it's about a dude who lives on his own in the woods. So, Hey, oh man. Yeah. Into the wild. But uh, that, oh, dude, yeah, I've been thinking about it so much lately. Heck yeah. That's dude. That's what it is. So you, you should watch it, man. He, he looks kind of weird with the wig and beard that he's got on, but, um, it's uh, it plays out a little differently than, than you might think, but he's yeah, it's about a dude living on his own in the woods and stuff, and breaking into people's vacation homes and stuff. That's but, real life, yeah. That's what yep. I was telling you about. That's what, yep, that's what it's about. The dude, dude up so, in Maine like, eating roadkill. That's what, yeah, dude. It's on, uh, it's in Minnesota or something, I think. So yeah, yeah. So check it out, man. Where they get all the heavy snow and stuff. Yeah, but um. Also, we've been playing this game called Rain on Your Parade. Have you seen that on oh, Xbox? Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, it's fun. It's on Game Pass. It? I've got a month of Game Pass right now. So uh, me and Amelia and Artorius have been playing it a lot. It's pretty fun, man. Yeah, you just she... rain on people to ruin their day, and you can snow on them and electrocute them with uh, lightning. That don't sound very politically correct. <laughs> but you... Uh, uh, does she... They, I can't remember. Does wild. she use controllers? I don't remember. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she can. Dude, yeah, she she's played through the entire game on the PlayStation. So Gang Beast, like I've told you, get Gang Beast on whatever platform you want, and then a, a game I'm going to buy for story probably the end of this week or next week when I'm done with my class. It, it's on Steam. Wobbly Life. I, okay, I, have I, I told you that? that? No, I don't think so. I have to look it up. It's like a, uh, it's like a story driven uh, sort of uh, human fall flat. Okay. So it's, it's, you have to get money by doing chores and it's all super, it's wobbly like human fall flat. So you got to like move furniture and hmm. drive cars, but you're super, you know, wobbly and stuff. And so me and story are going to okay. play that. It's got cool. split screen on PC. Nice. Check it yep. out. Look it up. Yeah. I think you all would like that. I think it's like yeah. 1099. I, I recommend rain on your parade though, man. If you can play it for free, it's got a ton of, ton of people pad. bought it on Xbox. I saw yeah, it's fun, dude. It's fun. It just came out and it's free. So, well, it's not free. Yeah, fruit for me. It was called Rain. Rain on your parade. Rain so on. And uh, still, I've been, I started up a fresh game of Alien Isolation. There's, okay, real quick. Yes. Oh. Uh, on True Achievements, there's been at least 30,000 people who've played it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's free or whatever to, you know, anybody's got Game Pass. I guess why, yeah. 
But yeah, yeah. Alien Isolation. I always wanted to play that. Dude, it's scary. It's uh, it's pretty scary. I really, I, I didn't watch the Alien movies. Until, well, see, that's like, what I was going to ask you. Do you have to be an Alien fan? Well, you don't have yeah. to be a fan, but you I do. I would say you have to at least have watched the first movie. Okay. It seems like it follows immediately after the first movie, which was my favorite of the three that I've watched. Alien, the first one is my favorite. Um, and the sequel, Aliens, is more of like a party thing, really. But Alien is all about like the isol- being completely isolated. Sounds trying good. to survive stuff, the movie. So, and then this game is the same, hence the name Isolation. Yeah, I always wanted to play that. It seems like it's a somewhat of an immediate follow up. You're the daughter of the woman from the first movie, daughter so, of the alien of Ripley. Yeah. So it's uh it's really fun so far. It's it's kind of laggy still, even though it's like a freaking five year old game or something. But oh, it's older than that, isn't it? It was on 360. Was it? I don't know, dude. It came it's, on both. Okay. So yeah, I can tell you what it is. Let's see. Years. And on that ticket, I've still been playing uh, Skate oh. 3 again as well. And Skate 3 is pretty old, but it's still fun. Alien still... Breed, remember that? I do not. Yeah, Alien... Well, maybe you don't. Okay. Alien Isolation, 2014 on... Yeah, that, that was the... Yeah, so seven years ago. Well, that was Xbox One. I think the other one probably was the same. Yeah, probably at the same, same time. Release or something at the change of the console generation. Alien Isolation, oh. yeah, 2014. Gears Tactics as well. Have you tried it at all? No. Isn't that like a free to play? Uh, no, no. I mean, it's on Game Pass. It's uh, it's exactly like XCOM. I'm thinking much. of Pop. That Gears Pop. Oh, I, I don't know about that, but yeah, Gears Tactics is just XCOM but with Gears. Oh, okay. So it's pretty dang fun. It's just a tactical Gears game. Is so Tony still here? Into your cover and all that. Looks like it. I mean, get. I uh, got one last thing. Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix. I started watching it a couple years ago when it came out in like 2018. Um, it's just a bunch of different animated shorts that are like five to 15 minutes or so typically. And they're each one's by a completely different person by a different group. Um, and they're all just like really funny or interesting, like weird little animated stories. And they're super cool. And I really enjoy it. Everyone's been better than the last just about. There's only been one out of the like eight that I've watched so far. That was not very good. So. Highly recommended. Love, Death, and Robots. They're coming out with the season two like next month, I think. So, yeah, that's it for me. So, let's take a quick break. We'll get into our main section and speed through it. (laughs) Sally on it. All right, we are back at Sell Me On It. Let's get into our main section here. Double time, triple time even. Let's get on it. It's almost 8 o'clock, boys. All right, Adam Hill, what do you want to sell us on this week, man? All right, so this is not for you because you're going to have to help me with this. I I don't know if Tony's still here or whoever's listening. What I'm going to sell you on, I'm going to do video games for a while. I've got a lot of stuff I want to talk about with the different video games. So the one I'm bringing this time, Might and Magic Clash of Heroes. Okay, right, Timmy. I probably won't be able to help you too much because I don't love it, but it's all right. So <laughs> this, I haven't put enough time into it, maybe. This is a hidden little gem to me. It originally came out on the DS, and they made an HD version for the 360 and the PS3 uh, or whatever. Right. But it is a turn-based, I guess, match three. Is that what you would call it? Right? You have to yeah, match yeah. your unit's colors to get them to charge to attack. And they have a charge time, you know, of three turns and then they attack. 
And it obviously gets way more uh, tactical than that. But I've loved this game since I first started playing it. Uh, I've gotten several people to love it, except for one, I guess now. And maybe uh, I'll play it some more. It's 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 you can it's you can do uh it's got a campaign and of course you can do your playing against your friends you know not really split screen it's all one screen but yeah basically like a Clash of Heroes or no Might and Ma- it's in the I guess the Might and Magic world but it's Clash of Heroes it kind of looks like anime the art style does but a turn based basically match three and there's tons of different units and there's tons of different strategies uh. Nathan actually loves this game. He's not here to help me. I thought I was going to have help. I do like a lot of the units and a lot of the attacks and stuff are pretty rad, man. The variety of them and stuff is pretty cool. So, and the specials are cool too. So, right, yeah. There's artifact. Yeah, you can pick all the different specials, and yeah, it gets really. It gets a little bit more in depth. It's not too. I wouldn't say it's too in depth, right? To like turn people away. Right, it's you can learn it quick enough. I, I don't recommend the story mode much, though. What I've played of it, I haven't enjoyed too much. Story mode is just there to, well, if you want the achievements, but yeah, to kind of learn it. I mean, where, where the game's really at is the multiplayer, and there's still a community going on on Steam and I think even Xbox, but I've got it for the 360, which is, I think it's backwards compatible. I got it on the one, and then, of course, I have it on Steam. We all three have played it on Steam, but... It's just, it's a great little game. If you can get, I think it's normally 15 bucks on Steam. Well, even, even Xbox. And uh, I think it it went on sale for, what was it? Like $5 whenever you all bought it. Yeah. Maybe even cheaper than that. Yeah. Something like it that. Could, With the DLC, I think. Yeah. It was like, maybe yeah, like the, yeah. And if you, yeah, if you do get the game and someone has the DLC, you won't be able to play with them until you buy the DLC, which the DLC is like a dollar something, dollar 29. Yeah. Yeah. But, super cheap. Yeah, just look it up. It's it's a little bit more kind of hard to explain if unless you're looking at it and kind of know. Besides just saying match three, that could, you know that sounds that could be anything. It is a fun competitive game for sure. It is. It is. So that's what I'm bringing. Play it and love it and love your weeds. <laughs> there we go. Right on, man. Well done. You got through that and it sounded good. I'll play it, it again some more. I promise. All right. You're a liar. <laughs> at least with you and Nathan, I'll play it some <laughs> at some point. Tony West, man, what do you got to sell us on this week? All right, Tim. So you and I've talked about this before over the years, but I'm going to bring uh, my favorites of all time. So it's a comic book. Uh, it's Garth Ennis's run on the Punisher. Um, nice. So for those that may not know who that is, uh, one of his popular Stories that is pretty mainstream right now is The Boys, uh, and his run on The Punisher is just as good as The Boys. Uh, it's kind of a POV uh, action drama um, HBO type story. I would I would classify it as uh, it is mature for mature readers only, uh, but it's definitely well written and it's got some. Some zany stuff in there too. So now all- the boys is that the guy the deep or whatever? Yes. Yep. <laughs> so uh, there's that there's that one thing. Get in so, my so he, Yeah. So it, even in the Punisher, he does some some of that kind of off <clears throat> off the wall. Pretty, so the only uh, I know about the boys is that scene, and then they run into that whale. Are you talking oh, about yeah. the gills? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the, the deep off the whale thing. Yeah. 
Oh, it is. Yeah. I don't know. All you know is the deep stuff. <laughs> That's what I guess so. He's an interesting character. Go ahead, continue. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's obviously I don't know that anybody will jump into the whole thing because I think it's like ninety to hundred issues. But uh, I would I would say the first the first arc, which is called Welcome Back, Frank, where basically the Punisher comes back to New York and starts doing his thing, killing mob members again. So. Pretty good read. Um, if you like Garth Ennis, if you like comic books, if you're not really into superheroes, but you're more into like anti-heroes, it's definitely something I would recommend. Sweet. It looks like you had the same artist the whole time, too, Lawrence Campbell. Um, so Tim Bradstreet is the guy that did the cover art, because I used to be in love with that cover art. Um, ah, so he did the covers, and then the other guy inked it. Yeah, and then like uh, at some, I think when the, the Thomas Jane movie came out, the one like 2004, they started mm-hmm. making the covers kind of look like uh, Thomas Jane. Ah, uh, okay. Trying yeah, to there's a movie audience. Yeah, but there's some there's some pretty good artwork on those covers. Nice, dude. Heck yeah. Well, sick. Awesome, man. I am sold. I definitely want to read those at some point. That sounds right up my alley, especially as much as I love the boys now. So, mm. yeah. Garthen is a pretty good writer, dude. He, I think he's from like Ireland or something. Okay, sick man. Well, heck yeah, I like Irish people. <laughs> Better. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a lot of Irish in my blood, so cool. All right, awesome. Well done again. Got it done fast, succinct, solid. All right, mine's a little bit of a slog because I wrote a lot of crap, but I'll get through it quick. Uh, mine. And so you is, said yours was perfect as well. It so. is. The closest to a perfect game I've ever played, I would say. Oh, I'm ready. It is called Hades. Oh, okay. It came yeah. out late last year. Supergiant? Yes. Supergiant Games. The same people that made Bastion. If you remember that one, it's the one where you're walking around and a narrator narrates everything you do. I do remember. Bad. Um, they also made Transistor, which is pretty good. I haven't played it I all the way. I wanted to play that. Is it I good? have it, but I've not beaten it. I enjoy it, but it's it's a very empty world, at least early on. I only made I it. I wish probably it was on Xbox because it's only on PC, isn't it? Uh, I've had it on like Switch or Vita or something. Yeah. Okay. I think I have it on Switch. Um, and then they also made Pyre, which I want to play, and I think it's oh, like a yeah. card game kind of halfway. But but Hades is the game of the hour. It's on Switch, PC, and Mac. Um, it's a roguelite. So you, your progression carries over. Most of your progression stuff carries over every run. It's a dungeon crawler, not dissimilar from like a Diablo or something like that in that vein. Because um, it's in that kind of like third person, like isometric viewpoint. It is, like I said, the closest to a perfect game that I've played. Um, dude, it's one of the most like minute to minute fun games that I have ever played. Like every minute is enjoyable that you put into this game. I've put in over 120 hours on it. I was going to ask you, yeah. Yeah. It came out in September, I think. And again, I've been unemployed since the pandemic started. I got laid off. But I've put in over 120 hours into it. And I haven't played it in several months at this point. But starting it up today, just to check my stats on it, made me want to do another run or two. I've done exactly exactly 100 escape attempts. And they can vary. When you're starting off, you don't make it too terribly far, and they last maybe 10 minutes or something, you know. Um, And then eventually, like, you can eventually get to where you make it all the way through, and they last between, like, 30 and up to an hour, depending on what weapon you have and how cautiously you're playing. And 
how much you're trying to do everything that you can, just depending on your build. So um, you said a run is 30 minutes to an hour, like to complete it? To complete the run, but you can pick it up and you can stop at any point and save and start right back where you're at. So that's what so, I liked about Noita, right? That you'd be able to save. Their their run mm-hmm. is like a complete run's like three to four hours, at least it was for me. Right. This is an hour. Pretty much the max I ever did was maybe an hour and like 10 minutes or something. And it was using a slow damage weapon and really focusing on like doing everything. Cause there's a few optional things towards the end that you don't necessarily have to do if you get lucky. Um, but, um, all that to say, um, it's just super easy to pick up and play. Like I was able to get back in even just like, I instantly remember which no wonder I put so much time into it, but I haven't played it this year at all. I'd say I probably just played it like up to November or something, but I mean, it's super easy to get back into it and play it. The set, the combat is so satisfying. Um, there's a wide variety. You have six different weapons. Uh, you, you unlock them as you go, but they're not too hard to unlock. And with those six weapons, they each have four varieties of that weapon. So ultimately you have what? 24 different weapons you can use realistically. And they all play completely uniquely. So everyone feels completely different. And to add on to that, how I ended up putting 120 hours in using all the varieties of all of these weapons is there are modifiers that you get throughout the game as well. While you're playing, you get blessings from the gods. They're called like boons from the gods. Like it's a, it's a story about gods and goddesses, you know, hence the name Hades. You are the son of Hades is, is the crux of it. I won't go into the story any more than that because this story is actually really well fleshed out and really plays an integral part in what you're doing. Um, but yeah, it's every run is completely different because you get these blessings from the gods because for one reason or other, the gods have a vested interest in helping you play through this entire area. Um so you'll get, you know, something from Zeus, something from Athena, whoever. And they're, um, every room you go into like a battle room each time. And it's a separate entity. Like you, when you start off, you go into the first battle room, you know, you kill the enemies there and then you get a boon from a God or you get some currency that you can spend at the end of your run when you get back to your hub. Um, and then you select where you want to go. If you want to go in one door or the other. Um, and you can, most of the time you can see where that door is going to lead. Um, there are tons of secrets to unlock and there's just so much to do in this game. And it's just stays fun the entire time. Like I never once got bored of it. I didn't even come up for air when I was playing it. I feel like, like I just stayed so engaged with this game. I played it every moment that I could, you know, whenever the kids were asleep, whatever, like I was just constantly, I played it entirely in handheld mode on the switch. But it looked really weird bringing it up on the TV today. It looked really good, but it was really weird just seeing it like that. Super big, but um, it's every run you gain stuff that carries over into the next run, hence the rogue light element of it. Like almost everything carries over. You have a lot of permanent like stat upgrades and stuff and ways to upgrade the variety of what you get and you know the quality of what you get on your drops and all that. And you can also spend your currency to upgrade the hub world. Um, which is worthwhile. It actually benefits you in different ways and stuff. And aesthetically, it's interesting as well, uh, which comes to the art style and stuff. Like, it's a beautiful game. It looks amazing. Uh, the uh, 
animations are super cool, just super interesting. Um, they did a really, really good job on them. It, uh, it just, it sounds so good. The music is incredibly on point. There are actually some sung songs from uh, some of the characters in the game as well. So, like it's, it's just, it's a wild, weird game that's probably fairly different than what you think it is, even with me saying here, because it's just a very interesting, in-depth story of a game that you just constantly are unlocking. I still at 100 runs, I had not done 100% of everything because there are a couple storylines that were not entirely complete because it's somewhat random, like what story you're going to get further every time you go back to your hub world. Like you almost look forward to dying sometimes because you get to go back and find out some more of this person's story or this person's story or invest in this thing or whatever. Like it's a, it's just a wild game, man. It's it is just completely amazing. It um, there's also once you have beaten the game a couple of times, you get a uh, an additional set of modifiers right at the jump. Like after you pick your weapon, you get a new set of modifiers that you can add on to make the game harder for yourself, and it alters it in different ways. But then you also get you know bonus rewards and everything as well. So a lot of roguelikes do do stuff like that. So it's like just a beautiful combination of all the good road roguelikes with just a really good narrative, which is completely missing from most games of that nature. And just a beautiful art style, beautiful music. Like it's just, it's a perfect game, man. It really is. I, I love it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I have, man. The end game just really keeps you coming back with all those modifiers and stuff and wanting to progress the story. Cause once you've beaten it once, you still have freaking, I think I beat it the first time on like my 13th playthrough. I think it was something like that. I vaguely remember that. Um, but I obviously played it freaking, you know, 87 more times after that. So there's a lot to do, a lot to unlock. And there's so, just so many secrets and stuff. And I've read from a lot of different sources that a lot of people that don't enjoy roguelikes like Rogue Legacy or Binding of Isaac or whatever they end up enjoying this game because there's just enough there and they did it so well and the combat just feels so good and fluid that like you don't even notice that you're having to replay again you know you don't even whatever care at all about dying because you're just happy to get to progress the story and just to keep playing the game so it's the closest I've ever been to being like fully addicted to a game too, I'd say, because I just absolutely ate it up. I loved it. I didn't buy it at launch. I bought it like a week or two later after I'd read some stuff on it, but just about like the quality of it, nothing spoilery, but but yeah. Hades, 10 out of 10, game of the millennium, highly recommended. Wow. It's, dude, I mean, and it's not an exaggeration, like, don't. You know, hype yourself as much as you want on it because it is better than that. So, in my opinion, and I mean, it's that is not an unshared opinion. A lot of people have rated it, you know, perfect. So, yep, that's it for me. So, hope you're sold. Let's take a quick break and we'll finish this up. All right, welcome back to Sell Me On It. 
on to our news segment here. We will finish it up. Just talk about what we're excited about. What's coming out? What are we going to go back to and revisit from the past? Maybe some Double Agent? Maybe some Final Fantasy? Who knows? What's Double Agent? Splinter Cell. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Come on, man. It's your jam. Tony's jam. Jam, dude. Jam. Oh, got it. Got it. I'm good now. Strawberry Jam from Animal Collective. Listen to it. Ugh. Dude, I love that album. I'm going to bring don't, it one day. Don't listen to it. I love it. Please listen to Strawberry Jam. Meriwether Pavilion Post is pretty good, too, or whatever. But is it Post Pavilion or Pavilion Post? I can never remember. But either way. Well, we're excited to get into, to try, to think about, to listen to, to to ruminate on. What are we excited about in the coming week? We got to be excited on. Yeah, what we got to have something to keep us going. Marinating our own juices for another week. Exactly. Sit and stew in it. Tomato soup for the soul. So, so I'll go first. Disco Elysium. Still haven't played it. Want to. It's been patched a bunch finally on PS5, so hopefully it runs well. Hopefully there's no crazy input lag like there was. Um, Yeah. So, Returnal. It came out today, along with new Pokemon Snap, which is another thing I'm excited about. I really want to play both of them. In fact, I have been playing new Pokemon Snap, because I got it earlier, and I've put probably about an hour into it with the kids. I'm only going to play it while they're around, because they really enjoy me taking pictures of Pokemon. So it's fun. It's uh, it feels a lot like the original with a few quality of life improvements and stuff so far. So with the whole bunch of Pokemon that I don't know who they are, but hey, I'm happy to have them because they look interesting and they do weird stuff. So that's cool. Uh, Returnal is just like a roguelike bullet hell, which is a wild concept as like a triple A roguelike with a bullet hell. That's just a weird combination, but I'm stoked on it and I'm here for it. And I really love their other games they made. They're the ones that did St- super stardust. And I've talked about this game a few times. Uh, they did, um, Rezo gun and outland. Oh yeah, that's right. Stuff, so, which was a lot like, uh, Ikaruga, but with walking mm-hmm. and slashing, but you know, with the whole color changing aspect and everything, but all games that I love. So I'm stoked on that. Cause I like a good shoot em up. Good bullet hell, good third person action game. And I'm here for roguelikes, obviously. So stoked on that. And uh Near Replicant came out recently yes, as well. It did. So I'm hyped to get that eventually as well. I'm probably gonna wait a little bit. I still have had Final Fantasy 15 sitting on my hard drive for a while and haven't started it up. So I'll probably wait a little bit on it, but I am psyched to try it and Near Automata after that. But I know those are gonna take me a chunk of time to yes. get through. So I wanna maybe wait till around the holidays or something for that. But all right. Sick. Adam, you're here. What are you excited about, man? I, I, I don't know, man. I haven't even been paying attention. I've just been doing schoolwork. Like I said, the one thing I do want to do is that uh, Wobbly Life. Right. That's probably, uh, I do want to do that. I'm looking forward to playing that with her. Cause have you ever played Gang Beasts? Yes, I think I played it with you, maybe. Did Oh, did on it, PC. The, yeah, on PC, yeah. Long ago. Long ago, yeah. What would probably when it was in like beta or something, maybe, but then I had that old crappy computer as well, early access or something, yeah. And hey, also, you're finishing up school for the semester, so that's yeah, exciting. be off for a month, that'd be good. Jeez, that's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, I'm gonna have no homework for a month, and so we're gonna play because we play uh Roblox and Minecraft together. Nice, so that's the reason I have a kid, that's <laughs> somebody to play games so, with. 
That's why I was hoping to get a new PC and give, and then she could play on this one. We could play games together, you know, smaller games, but that'd be fun to play on two different computers. Like, like this one, the one you want to make, you all could play AAA games together. (laughs) (laughs) New ones. Yeah. So I thought it'd be fun that Wobbly Life, but there is split screen though on Wobbly Life. So that's, that's good. Yeah. I remember you said that. That's sick. Yeah. So it'd be fun. It's, it's going to be, I mean, of course, I, I love physics games, right? But it's all goofy and funny and, a lot of people, a lot of reviews say that their kids love it and they want more content, you know, because you, y'all, y'all just watch some of the videos, the trailers, but it's like, you know, you drive an ambulance and you deliver pizza and deliver or move couches, just little chores, but it's, you know, it's got the wobbly aspect to it. So, all right, those physics are a hit, man, for sure. And they're fun. If that was a thing when we were kids, like, or when we were younger, even, we would have been eating it up for sure. Oh, yeah. Co op so. physics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude, that's sick. Absolutely. So not that's, your friends. So. Yeah, that's a little bit too much physics. I feel like Quop. <laughs> I feel like Quop started all that. Remember that really difficult running game, that track Quop. and field Quop Q W. Oh, okay. Where you like controlled your limbs? I feel like that started yeah, off. Wow. Yeah. Off all this stuff, man. There's another game like that. Drink your glurp. Yeah, there's a lot of well, that drink more glurp. glurp. Getting over it. Oh my god, that game's so hard. That's by the publishers, the Yawcast. Nice man. I I really like what they do. I like their work. I still listen to Triforce every week. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's dude. I like them. I like them a lot. I don't like most of the games they play and stuff. Mostly all about like Dota and they talk about XCOM some and stuff, but they're way more into it than I am and all the like factory simulators and stuff like that. But but I I just enjoy them. They're just old dads. So. Old dads. I guess I can relate at this point in my life. But, <laughs> well, sick, man. I've, I've, yeah, I'm actually looking at screens on Wild the Life right now. I'll watch some videos in a little bit. Yeah, watch a little video. It's, it, I, if if she you plays with controllers, that'd be a fun little game to play with her as well. Yeah. Amelia. Yeah. She hasn't gotten quite the hang of the triggers, but she knows what I'm talking about. Like if I say the shoulder buttons and the triggers, she knows the difference and stuff. So that's pretty cool that she's like. And if she pushes the wrong that. button, you smack her. Yep. Yep. But playing planes, versus <laughs> playing, zom- planes versus zombies and that freaking Astro game on PS5, man, that was a godsend for her because she just ate it up. I mean, she still enjoys playing. She can play through the entire thing by herself except like one boss I have to do, which requires like some precision aiming and whatever. But sick. Twitching. Yep, yep. Snapshots and it's- Twitch plays. It's very like five, six, seven, eight year old friendly game for sure. There you go. Heavily. It's so, and it's incredibly enjoyable if you're a PlayStation fan of any age. So, Tony West, man, you got anything you're looking forward to? What's going to keep you going this week? Excited about anything at all to close this out? Um, so honestly, dude, I haven't really seen a lot of movies, TV, anything new hitting any of the streaming services that I'm really dying to watch. Mortal Kombat was my big one, and after that one, I'm kind of defeated. So it came and um, it went. Me and Lee, it came and it went. Now it's gone. Um, me and Lee have been playing uh, Gears of War. We started over the on first, the first one? one of those. So. Yeah, nice. The remastered or whatever. No, we actually we both. Yeah, there's a remastered one, but we both downloaded the original oh, one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on oh, the I got it. I've got the original. Don't you have it, Timmy? Didn't we go? Yeah, to- I've got both. I've got. I actually ended up buying the remasters. Well, I really like the first two Gears games. Yeah, I love the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Gears two the best too. 
Are y'all playing on the hard or whatever, heroic or whatever? Um, I can't remember. He he set the game up, so I can't remember which saying. one we went with. I hope not, I dude, because it's so. Hard. I don't think it's the hardest one. It's not fun. I haven't. It's so yeah. I, I haven't played any gears games in a long time, so it took me a minute to like remember controls and stuff. So I think we kind of went like basics, but heck yeah. Um, you're playing on Xbox One. Yeah, we're playing. Yeah, I got. A, they had it on the Game Pass, so we downloaded it on there and started playing it. Gotcha. Nice. I think all the gears games are on there now. Pretty sure. I think so. Yeah, I never played Judgment. I know that was like a different. I played that one. That one was that was pretty good. Uh, I think two, or, two or three was the last one I played. Okay, I, I know I, I had. I think I bought three like day one, but I only ever got like a little bit into it. Did not enjoy it too much. Yeah. So we've been playing that a little bit. Um, we didn't. I don't think we got very far, but we might do some more of that. And then always got a stack of comics to read but as far as any new stuff coming out or that is out i haven't really seen anything uh falcon and the winter soldier wrapped up and it was kind of meh so oh man yeah i might i might try to pick up better call saul since you've kind of convinced me it's worth giving it a try which i didn't hate it before i just i don't know it was it was hard it was it wasn't breaking bad i guess so no it, it dude it it was a stark contrast to watch it right after breaking bad too like it's right it's a much slower paced show and there's a lot of lawyer business and stuff like right there it's it does get good and like there is just enough of the good stuff to keep you going especially like i really like mike the old bald yeah. guy yeah for i really sure. like him. and i like saul a lot as a character and he they get really fleshed out in it so that's i mean the character work is super on point you know much like breaking Did- bad do they flesh out uh, the chicken man? Yes, Gus. Yeah. Yeah. Gustavo I couldn't, I couldn't yep. think of his name for him, and I was thinking like Guzman or something. Yeah, hey, that's real close. Goose. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I might I might get into that. I'm kinda in that period where I'm needing to find like a new show to watch. Um we still watching watch. Frasier. Yeah. <laughs> no, but really, <laughs> have you ever you ever watched uh Arrested Development? Yes, I have. Okay, uh, you were talking about some stuff. Maybe oh, you were thinking talking about lawyers. I was thinking of Bob blah, blah, blah. Oh yeah, yeah. that was law. Blah, blah. I like that show, but I don't know why I like that show. Oh, dude, it's so good. <laughs> Bob. The blah, last blah, season blah, was blah. weird, though, man. I didn't watch season four. I have it or season three. I think was, was there season. Is that the new one that they I came out with like a couple years ago? I bought. Yeah, where's it at? I bought. They're supposed one. to do more too. Because there was only two. No, was there three seasons at first, or was there only two? Let me see. Ah, uh, I can't remember. But the only thing. So if you haven't watched in that weird incestuous relationship between Michael, Sarah, and that girl. Egg. Yeah. That's you the only thing. You're not, like. a fan of, you're not a fan of Job, dude, or Job. Which one is that? Will Arnett. Uh, he's like the not yeah. voice I like guy. Will Arnett very much, man. I think he's hilarious, man. I can see him being funny sometimes, but I don't know. Something about him just kind of grates on me. I don't know. Yeah, he's he can, he's usually good at being the the a hole in movies and stuff. So I want to watch that. Right, I right. Watch yeah, it again. He plays that character well. But like, so Adam, if you haven't watched the newest season of it, and this isn't spoilers or anything, but like the format's different, where each episode follows one character. So is there five seasons? I think there is. I feel like there were I four. Have- I have four right here, and I never watched the fourth one. And I think they made more after that. Just look yeah, it up. Cause it, 
they remade it. Well, they didn't remake it, but they like brought it back for Netflix and they did one more yes. season. But that last that was, season was the one where they did like specific characters each episode and it was weird. Arrested Development. I remember hearing a lot of not great things about the reboot or whatever. So yeah, and it's not it's not in like my top ten shows, but I mean I oh, did yes, I absolutely. did watch it all. It's in your top ten. Oh yeah, it was. Oh well, I who mean, are you I, talking to right now, Tony? How many? <laughs> who is talking? I don't know if there's okay. It's a little <laughs> not to hate I mean, a little unfair. I love Jason Bateman, dude. So I don't know. I I like him a lot. Um, and I, I do like Will Arnett. So there is, there's five seasons. I never watched, yeah, season four. I bought it. And that was when they started the reboot with season four. Okay. I think mm-hmm. it only ran one season, didn't it? The no, there's reboot. two, there's four and five was the, the reboots. Oh, so they reboot. Okay. Huh. Yeah, season Maybe four I'd... was 2013. Season five was 2018. So they did two reboots? That's what, that's what I'm saying, yeah. It was 2003 to 2006, and then 2013, and then 2018. Hmm. I don't think I'll watch the 2018 one then, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't need like, I, I said, You said, what was four? You said it was, it was, how was it different? I, I can't remember if it was four or five, but basically, you know how, like, the episodes usually would, like, rev- they would go from character to character and kind of, like, do, like, an actual episode story? Yeah. Like, the, the newest season, each episode was based on, like, one character. So you would really? just follow, like, Buster around the whole time or, like... okay. Uh, Job around the whole time, and just I don't know. They changed the format, and it was just mm, it wasn't as good. Okay, I'd love to watch it again, though. It's been it's been a while since I've watched it. It was on Netflix. I don't know if it still is or not. Well, I have the DVDs right here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't have yeah, Netflix. I don't anymore. know. It it was an it was an okay show, but it, it's like I said, it's definitely not one that I I don't know that I could rewatch it. What about Bernie Mac show? I, I don't like know that, that I've ever seen an episode of that. <laughs> You're a little bit young for it, maybe. You found your new favorite then. Yeah. Dude, I, li- I liked that show when we had five channels and it came on Fox or whatever. Jones. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it at the I've time. I've got season one right here. Nice. I don't like it enough to ever rewatch it, probably, but. I Are you like a, a season collector of shows? Uh, I mean, a little bit, yeah. Uh, Nothing really, obviously nothing new. If you figure yeah. out, guess that, but yeah, like I've yeah, Rest of Development, Thirty Rock, The Office. I'll tell you one. I've never been to Thirty Rock either. Me I mean, either. I like I like Arrested. Uh, yeah, I like Arrested Development better than Thirty Rock. Thirty Rock's good, but it, it it gets kind of annoying, right? The way Tina Fey is and all those characters on there. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I didn't like most of the characters. I watched the first like two or three seasons of Thirty Rock, probably from you, Adam. I might have borrowed. I think so. Yeah, you yeah, and Nathan I, both I, did not that. Get into it, man. Nathan likes it. Likes it, a, it, it takes a lot to make me laugh, though. It's it is really smart, though, right? Kind of like the rest of the development is really smart with their writing. Uh, Thirty Rock is too. It's be- it Thirty Rock is better than a generic sitcom, which it's not. I guess it's not a sitcom, but yeah, you know what I'm saying. Right, yeah, it's definitely more well written for sure. Yes. I just I don't like most of the characters, and well, that's, is it, yeah, I don't, I don't like a lot of actors a lot of times on shows. Is so. it better than The Office? Because I'm pretty diehard on The Office. See, I mean, we are too. I, I I do not. I I don't like Pam. She gets on my nerves so much. Yeah, especially towards Pam. the end. Pam. Pam, towards the end, but 
The Office is very well written as well, right? It's real funny. Yeah. I, I was no, nah, I'd probably stick with The Office is more funnier, I think, for my style, my me personally. I mean, Thirty yeah. Rock is really funny. I like the Parks and Recreation a lot better than The Office. Actually, I never watched really? it. I did, dude. I, the first season is kind of rough, but I think yeah. Parks and Recreation, the character work, I think it gets a lot better than which, The Office over time. Which season is it that Rob Lowe and uh? Adam Scott come in. Is that like two or three? Second or third one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it got a little better then, but I don't know, man. I I still like The Office better. Yeah. See, I, I really enjoyed The Office when it was first airing and stuff. Like, you know, I would catch it here and there and whatever. Like a hipster. Before it was so blown up or whatever. And then uh, I showed Lindsay an episode that I had like downloaded on my PlayStation 3. So that <laughs> so I think they had like a free the the Super Bowl episode which was a really oh, good yeah. episode to have the one the where cats. they do the CPR with the dummies and stuff. And yes. The, yeah. yeah. That one. And like it aired right after the Super Bowl, and they were, yeah. it was free on PlayStation to download. And I showed it to Lindsay and she loved it. So then pretty much our life was the office for like yeah. eight years or something like that's yeah. all we ever watched all the time. Yep. So <laughs> I liked it the first like run. Maybe the second one was all right, and I just got so burnt on it, dude. And I just started hating all of them so I'm much. Right there, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, I, I can, I can feel that. I, uh, I haven't watched it in a while either. I'm trying to think if there's any. I like the. I don't radio. know. There's still a couple characters I like. Okay, but have yeah. you have either of you ever checked out like the original like Ricky Gervais one? Yeah, I have him right here. Yeah, yep. I actually enjoyed it. I, I rented it from Netflix I liked it on the DVD. First. I bet I you all his get... shows, man. I, I like his shows too. I hate him as a person, but I like his shows. Dude, I like, have you ever uh, watched Extras? I think we've talked about this before. Uh, I don't know if I remember Extras. I, what was the one where he's playing the dude? Uh, it, it has Carl Pilkington, at least in like the first uh, season. Um, the nursing Derek, home stuff. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I loved that show. It was super yeah, good. It was, yeah, it was super good. Yeah. Uh, so, but Extras is so he plays an extra, right? Like an extra in movies and stuff. So each episode has like a different celebrity in it. Like I think the first one's like Ben Stiller, and he's like making fun of Ben Stiller, and Ben Stiller's like, "Have you kissed Jennifer Aniston?" Because I have, and he's just like naming off all these like bullcrap, you know, accomplishments <laughs> and stuff. Right, right. But it's it's super funny. I, th- I feel like I've showed you the episode, or the, at least the video of the episode, Tim, where he's talking to Patrick Stewart, and Patrick Stewart's talking about writing his own movie, and he's basically like. I, I I have mental powers. He's like, oh yeah, I like the X Men. He's like, yeah, but every time like I I see a woman, I just think about her clothes falling off, and it happens. Like that's the whole <laughs> joke. I do, dude. I think I think you did show me that. That sounds very familiar. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, uh, I don't have to watch that. I like everything he's involved in, dude. Like, yeah, I like, like all his posters a lot too. Yeah, I've only seen him and Derek. I feel like I, maybe dude, I saw him something else. Show. He's got a travel show. Oh yeah, that's what it was, right? Yeah, it's dude, it's so weird. Like he's just such a odd guy. Like he's not too dissimilar from us. Like he's a very like insular kind of guy, but he's kind of being forced to like travel by. Yeah. Uh, what's that guy's name? Stephen Merchant, I think. And, yeah, Stephen Merchant. Yeah, yeah. Other guy. And, uh, what's his name? Who we've been talking about? Who? Who's Freaking the? Uh, what's the uh, small dude's name? Did you ever see the show they did with him? The guy oh, from Willow. Uh, yeah, crap. What is his name? Oh man, that yeah. He that he's on a season of that travel show. Travel. Uh, what's that show called? I can't even think now. But yeah, he's on a season of that show. But yeah, they, they did a show with him too. But it was mostly about him. Like Ricky and Stephen Merchant were in it as themselves a lot. Um, 
but it was mostly about the small guy. But it, it's pretty funny too. Basically, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's him. Yeah. I can't. Remember. It's like life is short or something like that. But okay, uh, yeah. Everything Gervais touches is hilarious to me. It is. I, I don't. Something I, I love everything he's done pretty much. But yeah, I just I really don't like him as a person for some reason. Really? Just, like, dude. Even his stand-up's funny though. See, I've never really seen his stand-up. I don't, it takes a lot for me to get into stand-up. I don't know. I love stand-up, dude. I, there, are, there are a lot of stand-up comedians that I enjoy at least one of their sets, but like... Like Dane take, Cook. Most, no. Like Dane Cook. Not ever Dane Cook. Super <laughs> I'm not going to lie, dude. I used to have the Dane Cook... Uh, what was it? Vicious Circle? The one he did oh, yeah. MSG. I used to listen it, to Backstreet Boys, so I can't hate on anybody for anything. I used mean. to. <laughs> Get with it, bro. They're probably releasing CDs still. I'm sure they are. They're doing concerts and stuff still, dude. Nice. No, I've yeah, I've had my share of different tastes and things for sure, man. So I can't hate. But yeah, but. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, if you like Gervais, I I would give him one of his. I think he did one called like Monster or something. I'm pretty sure they put it on Netflix for a while. Um, but it's pretty it's pretty funny. Okay, I'll check it out, man. I will. I like watching some stand up sets for sure. What about but, Joe Firestone? Man, I've not. I've got um, one of her CDs, one of her stand-up CDs or whatever, like downloaded. But that's the only stand-up of hers I've ever heard. I really like Doctor Game Show, but and I like <laughs> her. I like her character work, and she's in this show. Um, who's that? Amy or Abby or something? Girl from Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The redhead. Ah, uh, is she redheaded? I, I don't remember. I she's so. got. Maybe, yeah. She's got her own show called like Shrill or something. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. There's like two or three seasons of it, but uh, Lindsay liked that show. And Joe Firestone has a hilarious, like incredibly awkward character on there because that's kind of her whole deal is just being super awkward because, you know, she's just a very painfully awkward person. Um, But dude, her character on that is hilarious. I really enjoyed that. (laughs) But uh, I got I gotta know if if you had to pick one stand up that you do like, who is that? Um I haven't watched much of Chappelle's newer stuff, but you know, that's kind of a standard answer, whatever. Chappelle's old stuff like live at the Fillmore. Oh yeah. Um I really like Zach Galifianakis's the purple onion. Yeah, that was a good one. Bit, yeah. Um I do I like the stuff that involves music and stuff, some I guess, because I used to really like like Dimitri Martin, yeah. his early stuff. Um I like Daniel Tosh's like first comedy cd that he put out uh mitch hedberg big mitch oh hedberg yeah fan. um that's probably the only one that's like done no wrong in my eyes was mitch hedberg did, did you ever watch uh galifianakis's show on fx baskets dude i tried to because i really wanted to like it I and too. i like louie a lot too man yeah it was just it was really slow and there wasn't much going on there was nothing. Yeah, yeah, it was just a really, really boring time. But I really wanted to enjoy that. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I think I got. I tried like two or three episodes, and I, I don't think I got much further right. than that. I think I tried it two or three times, probably, and got that far every time, probably. And yeah, it's just maybe it gets a lot better or more interesting, or maybe I mean, it's, it's a super low key kind of show, anyway. You know. Yeah. It's a cool concept, but yeah, it's his. Uh, his between two ferns, though, they they kill me. Oh god, yeah, dude. I love I like him a lot as a comedian for sure, man. He's he's a Did you watch the did you watch the Netflix movie of that? Oh, um, no, I don't think so. Yeah, they made a movie out of it and they try to make it like 
a movie where it was like a story where he was like trying to get a real show or something. Which the story part was all dumb, but the interviews were still really funny. Nice. No, I didn't know that was a thing, but I will have to tell Lindsay about that because we will definitely watch that. Because I, I shared all those with her, and she enjoyed them a lot of times too. So, dude, uh, did you? I don't know if you'll remember this, but for some reason, we always quote the Charlie's Throne one because she's yeah. like talking about her knee pit sweating and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We always like talk about that. Whatever. Yeah. But she's a lot funnier than I thought she would be. But, yeah. yeah. Those are those are super funny, man. They are, dude. And I feel like they were kind of a precursor to like the Eric Andre show and stuff. But yeah, I could feel, I could see that. Or the what, what was that one dude? I can't even think of that comedy group at uh, no Reggie uh, Reggie Watts and yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I don't know the name of it. It's like him and some white dude. Yeah, yeah. But that was kind of in that vein. Was it as well like a fake? Was it that Eric guy or the Tim guy from Tim and Eric? No, but that would I could definitely see why you would think that. I like man, I love Tim and Eric though. Those are some comedians I have always enjoyed a lot. Their bizarre humor. I've only seen a couple of their sketches, but I didn't hate them. I don't know about their stand up. I just like no, their their sketch like their show. show. Right, right, yeah. It helps a lot if you ever have enjoyed marijuana in your life. It probably (laughs) it probably helps. Um, some, which is kind of a really cliche thing to say or whatever, but it's just kind of a, a lot of it's dumb, funny, or just like really goofy off the wall, whatever, you know? Yeah, really zany and stuff. Right. The the first season's definitely my favorite, though, which is the case with most things, but Zach Galifianakis actually was on Tim and Eric and some stuff, too, but... And freaking John C. Riley, man. You know who started that show? Who's that? Steve uh, Odenkirk, or Bob Odenkirk, whatever his name is. Oh, Saul? Better Call Saul. Yeah. No I, watched, I can't. don't know what I saw this on. It might have been just a YouTube interview, but he was talking to somebody, and they had sent him a VHS of their sketches, and he made that show happen. Because he used to have that sketch show with uh, David Cross. Mr. Oh, show. dude, I, I like David. Yeah, Mr. Show was actually really good back then. Yeah, dude, that's sick. Yeah. I forgot all about, man, I love him even more now. That's Bob Odenkirk and <laughs> sick, man. That's... That's amazing that yeah, he had I don't, that. Man. I don't remember where I saw it, but I saw him doing like an interview or something somewhere, and he was talking about them and how they sent him that VHS, and he made the show happen. It's amazing. That's I believe it too, man. Because yeah, Mister Show was highly influential and ahead of its time for sure. So until they brought it's, it back, and then it, mm, yeah, I never never dealt in. Usually reboots, I try not to dive in unless it has universal acclaim or something. You know? Yeah, I gave it a small chance, and it just didn't pan out right on yeah i guess everything just has too much of a built-in fan base and everybody's rewatched stuff too often or whatever like the expectations right. are hardly going to be met so right yeah. right on all right cool good talks all around about a good number <laughs> of things don't forget to stop and appreciate your weeds that's right just take, just take a load off take it easy enjoy your life let other people enjoy their lives <laughs> <laughs> One love, whatever yep. that may be. All right, cool. Well, you guys have a good evening. Thanks for coming on, fellas. All right, see you guys. See you guys. Oh, hi, the goals fly. 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 Oh, hi, the goals fly.